0: On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, the Lockdown Lads talk about all of Hasbro's fan appreciation day Star Wars figure reveals, as well as highlighting new figure arts and Hot Toys collectibles based on characters from The Mandalorian. They also talk about a few classic Star Wars games that are coming to or are already available for the Switch. The latest Clone Wars episode gets broken down by the dudes too, as they also speculate on what Filoni's Twitter banner art change could mean for Mando or the Clone Wars. Speaking of man, though, they riff on a pair of casting rumors for the show before lamenting another Tross Book moment that should have been in the damn movie. Of course, the top five rounds things out, so cue the music already, because this is taking way too long. Welcome back to week three of the COVID-19 version of the Star Wars Time Show. That's right. Matt and Nick are back. They're still around. Nick did not jump off a bridge yet. Not yet. Phew. Whew. See, not yet. That is the key word, but he's he's here. He's with us. <laughs> Shit has gotten <laughs> even darker for the young Jedi of, of the podcast here. I mean, I guess before we get into it, Nick, I mean, uh, when we left you last week, Yep. You were kind of down the dumps, but there was some hope because you thought by this time your biggest concern would be, would you have internet to be able to record <laughs> this week's episode of the Star Wars Time Show at your brand new house uh, that you built yourself? Yeah. But in just one week's time, Nick not only found out <laughs> that he's not moving into his house yet, But he had to cancel all of his fucking services he had ready to cut over. He had to cancel the movers. He had to cancel this, that, the other thing. He's got shit shown up at his apartment that his apartment is not built to fit. And today, he finds out the new job he thought he was getting after leaving the other job that made him depressed in the first place. Well, now it is on temporary hold. So now my (laughs) friend is in his apartment with mattresses that have no rooms to go in, doesn't have a job, and doesn't really know when he's going to be able to move into his house that he has paid good American money for.
1: Yep, yep that that's a good summary of the last right? week. so, <laughs> I mean,
0: I, that we, we really can't uh, put a, a fresh, positive
1: spin on young Nick quite this week. No, not yet, but you know what? you know we I'm here I'm I'm here to bring you guys some sort of Star Wars related joy and, and keep you up to date on the news. Eventually I'll have a house to live in. Eventually I'll have a cool new job that I you know I'm I'm enjoying and, and thriving in. But those moments are not happening right now. The moments that yeah. are happening right now are the Star Wars nuggets that we're going to give you guys this week and then maybe Lord next Nick week is going
0: to be homeless within 3 weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like literally actually.
0: living on the street, panhandling and sucking dick for Star Wars news. Yeah,
1: if if they al- allow me to stand on the street <laughs> with the COVID nineteen. Yeah, what? I,
0: I guess what are they doing with homeless people? Are they just rounding them up and, and dousing them with lysol and shit, or are they actually shipping them off somewhere?
1: They're just I I don't know. I mean, Austin has a pretty like uh yeah you got a lot of yeah, bums don't a, you a lot of a lot of homeless population here and there's st- like i still see people on the street you know if i'm driving to the grocery store or something like that but i haven't really gone downtown recently which is where they're mostly concentrated so um it's yeah i'm, I'm not 100% sure but it's Ugh. it's definitely one of those things that a lot of people aren't thinking about <laughs> is how this is going to affect the homeless population in each city? So it's well, yeah, I'm sure some crazy. people
0: are like, well, well, fuck it. it's like pest control, right? <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> so yeah, people clean them out. I, I mean, in the end, I don't know if we talked about this or you know, I don't talk to many people these days, nor did I used to. But I am finding now, after being in the the third week of a lockdown, that I'm starting to really enjoy to talk to people on the phone again, Nick. I don't know if if that's happened with you or. We we're just talking, you know, video chatting or Facetime yep. with people. These are all activities I despise. I hate talking on the phone. I hate video chatting. But the more and more we're kind of quarantined and just with the people we live with, the more interacting with these other humans is becoming uh, slightly, at least for me, slightly more appealing.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's probably because you, as a school teacher, like as a college professor. You have to see these snot nosed kids most days of the week, and it just like all of your interactions are probably just like mediocre to annoying. So you're like, I've had my fill of fucking people for the next, you know, two days, three days during the weekend. And then now you don't even get that type of interaction. You don't even have the interaction of people, you know. yeah, no, you're right. You you're right. Like. I
0: mean, I, I'm not kidding around. I do not like the human race i really don't i don't like people outside of my friends and family and and you know pushing 40 i'll be 40 in july very rarely while i even accept new humans into my circle of trust you know what i mean like it, and by that i mean just i'll look at you and not want to kill you yeah okay because for the most part i don't like you i don't like people i don't want to talk to people but nick's right I, I I mean in the end I, I still am a human I think at least for now you know I haven't like had the balls to cut myself open and see if I've got like Terminator parts under there uh, but there is a there is a part in all of us you know we are a we are a, a species that likes to kind of we do have a herd mentality. I think you're right. I I do miss kind of at least leaving Star Wars Time HQ, going down the campus, sitting in my office for a bit, talking with some students, seeing this, seeing that, going out in the quad and seeing some idiot preach about something fucking stupid. (laughs) So, I I mean, there is that. But, uh, you know, I even look forward to uh, doing the show with you more than I have. And it's just it gives us a few hours to just kind of tune off. Uh, not catch something popping up on our phones or someone texting us or, or just talking about the, the fucking virus. Yeah. So, you know, hey, we're, we're kind of getting back to basics. But I, I was making a point on this little tangent we've already started <laughs> that, oh, with the homeless people, I don't want to sound like I'm a cold piece of shit thinking like, hey, it would be nice to kind of scrub them off the face of the earth. That's not me. At least I don't want to say that out loud. But if you think about what the Earth is doing right now,
1: yeah, it's literally like trying to come to an equilibrium. Yeah, (laughs) like you have six. This
0: virus you you could contend is a. It it does come from nature. Yeah. Yep. This is the Earth kind of doing a little correction here. I mean, you can see it just in, in heat maps, pollution maps around the globe. It's like the mother earth is, is taking a fucking break and healing a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, all of the, like the CO2 emissions and everything like that. It's crazy. dude. Yeah. I
0: don't know if you've looked at any of the maps where they've done, you know, you can see the actual CO2 from cities, this, that, the other thing, like even over China, it's improved. Uh, you know, waters are getting more clear. There's been like, uh, ecosystems that are, are resurging after humans have had to retreat for, Hell, if you if you account for China's lockdown, almost what two and a half, three months at this point, and it's probably not going to end anytime soon, I uh, say so, you know could this could be
1: nature just kind of hey balancing
0: <laughs> things out, kind of like the force likes to do yeah. every now Re- and then, every trilogy,
1: reminding us that that we only live on this planet, and exactly. this planet can fight back if it wants to.
0: It's also it's great. F- Kind of visual proof that, yeah, when when you don't believe in science and you ignore shit, uh, surprise! Look, you know, look what can happen. Yeah, yeah, when you're not ready for this type of shit. I mean, look how fucked up our day today is in America. We are so fucking spoiled and used to just all these luxuries and everything being at our fingertips. And three weeks in, we're already starting to go like, fuck, it's the end of the world. We're all going to fucking die. I can't self-quarantine. I need to go out. Me, 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 me. <laughs> fuck everyone else. What if we all just stay home for another six to eight weeks, we could probably get through this without it completely destroying the United States. But you never know. That's America, right? We still got the South down there, literally, <laughs> governors of the South boasting like, we're not going to fucking stay home. It's like, we're fucking tough. We're America. It's just like, my God. Yeah. That's the most disturbing part. <laughs> I that, forget. It's like the governor of uh, Alabama is literally like, we're we're Alabamians. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, that's great. What the fuck does that mean against a virus that literally spreads uh, like wildfire? I mean, what does that fucking mean?
1: Oh, man, it's it's a right, uh, it's a dark time. It's a dark time in the United States. So
0: so uh, let, let's move on from the dark times. Let's get into the Star Wars time because there's always time for Star Wars time, not this fucking virus. There we go. But anyways, hey, we're, we're humans. We had to kind of air our grievances about it being locked up. So here we go. All right, dude. Apparently today, well, the day we're recording, which would be 3 is uh, 20 it, it's Hasbro's Fan Appreciation Day, which meant that we got a bunch of new reveals. Some of the figures you can actually pre-order right now. We got links for you, all that fun stuff Nick will have in the post shell for this episode. Uh, but some of the reveals were pretty big, so I'm going to start with the ones that really kind of stand out to me. And that those are... Black series, so six inch. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader. There we go. Clearly, that's always going to get my nipples hard. <laughs> uh, we got the Black series Tebow. All right, this is the uh, gray and black striped dude from uh, Return, Return of, of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Ewoks. Yep. Ants will go. Turn a turn meter champion if you played that game. And what everyone's been looking for, the full Beskar Mandalorian. Full, right, full so Beskar
1: the, Mando is making some waves the last two weeks. Like, Yeah,
0: yeah, and
1: either in hot
0: toy scale and figure art scale or, or, or line, we'll be talking about that later. But finally, Hasbro, the one we've all been looking for, because we knew, hey, it, 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 it was only a matter of time. We just wanted to know what it was going to look like. And, hey, for 20 bucks. He is looking pretty good. Of course, you're not going to get the, the cloth cape like you'd like to see, but there's people out there on eBay. There's people on Instagram. Trust me. There are so many talented customizers and accessory makers. You can get yourself a, a soft goods cape for this figure. But all these, Nick... Um, looking pretty good. Uh retailing for twenty bucks with uh street dates of the fall. Yeah. That's about all we got. You can't even pre-order any of these three quite yet, but uh uh, all looking great i mean that bow th- i
1: especially. know that the, the Bow <laughs> looks so realistic like you know a little can,
0: face it's creepy as fuck it
1: is man it, it it does look exactly like you know like if you look at this figure you can just picture the little ewok from return of the jedi and i mean even the mando i mean of course we've seen fantastic mando figures from hot toys we talked about that last week but even this twenty dollar Black Series Hasbro figure looks absolutely fantastic. So, you know, it's something that I'm looking forward to seeing in the Toy Pick community when you guys pick it up whenever it comes out. I don't. I mean, who the fuck knows? Yeah, that's the
0: that's the other thing, man. Like we're all still pretending, and even Hasbro is that oh yeah, we're gonna hit all these dates. It's like, well, who the fuck who are in the in the factories making these things? who are in the factories of the raw materials to make these fucking things like uh, what about the logistics the distro channels dude it's are, are we really going to get these in the fall if if shit continues through the summer i mean yeah some of us i mean you know me i'm i'm glass half empty so i've i'm already planning for death and <laughs> the end of the world My biggest fuck-up is not having enough weapons.
1: Yeah. I mean, Uh, I I am almost always glass half-full, but after this last run of luck that I've had, it's hard. Pretty
0: soon, we're going to have to pay another... artists to fix our logo and it's just going to be two dueling sis you know like malik and revan (laughs) yeah you are you you this shit's gonna like suck the life out of you you're gonna pull a ben solo and become kylo ren
1: yeah i mean i I will tell you this if, if april 10th rolls around which is my new tentative close date on my house if that rolls around and we can't close i i may go full full darth revan (laughs) <laughs> you know, like he's gonna just,
0: start he's at least gonna start hooking for cash <laughs> it a- might anything it might yeah
1: happen. but yeah i mean these figures are beautiful things i can't wait to see if they come out when they come out and and when they do come out how the toy pick well, community
0: the, picks them up yeah the fall man they'll be out in the fall no worries this 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 uh economic downturn is only going to be a minor bump in the road indeed <laughs> something like that Uh, So anyways, Hasbro was not done. They also revealed four other figures. Uh, Two of them are of this this new carbonized movement that kind of started with some of the figures that released at the end of 2019, like the Mandalorian, um, some figures from Tross. But today, Nick, we got shots and pre-order information for carbonized Boba Fett and a carbonized Stormtrooper as well as information glamour shots for uh, vintage collection. So those would be the three-and-three-quarter-inch figures. Commander Wolf of Clone Wars fame and yep. K2SO are being added to that line. So
1: I, mean, I, I don't know, man. These carbonizer I mean, typic- things are interesting. Yeah. I, mm.
0: That's that's one way to put it. <laughs> and, and clearly, I, I jumped all over them when they, when they released 2019 because it was new. I mean, Hasbro never did it before everyone's like oh wow look the boxes are different they're shiny whenever collectors see a shiny box we're like you know cats with catnip we're like, uh, uh. Yeah, for some reason collectors you know really get hard-ons for boxes i guess i used to too i don't as much as i used to i i've gotten good at just throwing those fucking things out especially now with covid get the fuck out yeah, no boxes right Anything I can get rid of that's come from the outside at this point, I'm throwing it right out of my front door. You should see my house the day before recycling day. I mean, it looks like <laughs> a fucking trash dump. <laughs> it's the it's like Amazon, if I can it. I let it sit for 24. If not, I bring it in. Anywhere I touch the box, I sanitize, sanitize my hand, then throw that box right the fuck out into my front yard. Yeah, safe. Uh, safe but anyways, th- th- these fucking carbonized deals... Matt, a year ago, probably would have already had his pre-orders in for these twenty-four ninety-nine figures that are uh, the at least Boba Fett and the stormtrooper looking to drop this June. <laughs> I bet, but I, I've held off so far, my friend, and that that is a lot of restraint for someone like myself. Uh, I just because, like you said, these are interesting, but it's the way you said interesting, as in these are probably fucking stupid. Right? It, it looks that like what
1: you were kinda hinting at. It the Boba Fett one to me looks worse than the stormtrooper one.
0: And Okay, uh, good. So <laughs> yes, I know you, you, you have taste then in, yeah. in your figures, yeah. right? Because you're you're hundred percent correct. To me the Boba Fett one looks dumb as shit. Just like my Mandalorian fucking carbonized looks dumb as shit.
1: It just looks like he's wearing like a like an aluminum suit, like like aluminum foil. Like, I don't know, yeah. dude. It just does not it's look like he good. It's
0: like Boba Fett went to Walmart and bought himself a Boba Fett costume. <laughs> <for however. laughs> that's a perfect. You know what I mean? Put it. Yeah, that's perfect. And then, but at least the stormtrooper, you could argue. It, It's almost like a Phasma style
1: trooper. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have the chrome pop of of you know Phasma, but it does have like a sheen to it, a shine to it, and I do like how the side vents on the helmet are blue that's a little bit of a yeah and the the
0: more i look at this one i might have to get this one
1: yeah i mean it's a fun flair that it's added to the stormtrooper but like boba fett just looks dumb as fuck i I agree (laughs) it looks really
0: stupid like just just so dull Uh, and that's weird for one that for a shiny figure but he just it doesn't look right
1: yeah yeah that's the best way to put it but
0: it's like just someone sprayed sheen all over him It just I don't know. Yeah,
1: Something's it, off. it looks like they somebody like <laughs> fuck
0: you, carbonized Boba Fett. I hate you. It's like
1: a can of that really like gaudy spray paint. Like it's just yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like chrome it up. Yeah, you know, like you can't afford real chrome wheels, so you get the paint. Yeah, that's what he did. <laughs> and, and you know what? That makes sense for Boba Fett, especially Return of the Jedi, busted ass chump Fett.
1: Yeah, you know he, he would
0: be someone to buy that cheap ass paint instead of like actually get the real things
1: so. i could see his ship painted that way too that'd be hilarious if, they, if it came with a carbonized oh, yeah. slave one that would be just amazing <laughs> right so um like
0: i said earlier the the carbonized figures are going to run you 24.99 you can pre-order them right now through uh, entertainment earth we have links for you on starwars.time.net. net. the vintage collection which again is k2so and commander wolf those are going for $13.99. Those are also live and ready for pre-order with an August ship date. And we just wanted to do one more thing for Black Series. We got a PSA. I think it was last week we talked about the Black Series Stormtrooper Commander figure two weeks ago. This is one of those where... <clears throat> thank you. It was a, a gaming great. Yep. So it was going to be a GameStop or EB Games. Well we finally have the pre-order details uh, we got a link for you he is up now at GameStop for 2499
1: if GameStop is still open as a as a company after this
0: yes <laughs> and he's not fucking around because I think they just closed was it 300, 300 stores, stores and that's not for the virus that's just they fucking closed stores yeah, so
1: yeah exactly yeah um,
0: but yeah, I mean, I, I, I put my pre order in. Why the fuck not? We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm sure I'll lose my money to bankruptcy. But hey, at least I can uh, not have FOMO over this commander figure.
1: Yep. Yep. All right.
0: Um,
1: New line. Well, we're not
0: done with we're not done with figures yet, yep. especially the the 112 scale variety because it uh, was it today. Uh, it seems like SH Figure Arts wanted to get the jump on Hasbro's Fan Appreciation Day, so they unveiled the full Glamour Shot set for their full best car, Mandalorian. I guess we should just call him Din at this point. Yeah. And, even better, they unveiled their uh, child figure. Yep, Baby Yoda. I will Which, say... You know, I'm just realizing now that I didn't include in the fucking gallery like an idiot but i see I the,
1: if you scroll down a little bit they have the baby yoda ones
0: yeah but then I, I was looking like on our post i thought i actually like included the images like someone would do if you wanted to share uh, an article about figures that got new images but
1: you know that oh there we go oh, yeah, they no, loaded. that's what i said it's yeah it's at the bottom it's oh, just that, the that's internet. Just my,
0: also, Jesus Christ! It's this fucking shitty ass Star Wars server these days.
1: Uh, just the internet in general has been a struggle recently. I mean, you have everybody. Oh, do
0: yesterday? Like I was just, you know, Charlie and I were doing our kind of late day iPad hanging out on the couch, and I was, uh, I was watching Westworld. Fucking love that show. Yep. But, yeah, the internet just completely fucking shit itself for about five, ten minutes, and then it was like, okay, we'll work again.
1: Yeah, ours clipped out probably an hour ago, maybe a little less than an hour ago, um, and then it came back a few minutes later. But it's just everybody, with everybody sitting at home and just on the internet, everybody's going to struggle now. But um,
0: Yeah, but anyways, this guy, yeah. so we got full Beskar Mando Din and a 112 scale child, and uh, dude, they, they just look absolutely fantastic.
1: Um, what I will say the, is the child, the child figure to me, like, I don't know if this is just the figure that they used to photograph, but like, his eyes look weird. Like, his eyes look crusty. You're not wrong. Okay. You are not wrong.
0: And this is... I don't know if it's because figure arts are, you know, they're made over in in Asia, but they usually do kind of anime-ish sometimes style the face a bit. Okay. Uh, but I'm with you. The face does look off with the eye shots, but the motherfucker is in a soft soft goods little potato sack, yep. so I'm <laughs> still getting them. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Oh yeah. I, I'm getting both of these. I mean, I I think the. Full best Mando looks absolutely stunning oh yes in in the figure arts version i mean i think the black series looked pretty good too but this guy looks great uh, most notably because they gave him a fucking soft, soft goods cape tape, yeah. which figure arts never does so that's a nice touch but me and figure arts i don't know we, we got an issue after last week i'll i'll bring this up during the the top five segment but I don't know, man. I just had one of the worst experiences of my life with a Star Wars figure arts figure last week. So much so that at one point in time, I thought I completely. Destroyed a an eighty dollar figure oh, in anger. No, <laughs> but I've salvaged parts of it, so it's not quite fully destroyed. There,
1: so. so here we go, a tease for the top five upcoming. Get ready. For yeah, it, 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 was it was a good
0: story. I mean, it was like it, it was vintage. Just I am nuts and should not be around people, uh, but I think other toy photographers will will relate. Okay, as well. So yeah, that, that's coming up. That that's called that's the tease for the top five segment. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, these figure art boys, so uh, the the Din, the full Bascar, he's probably going to be around 75 80 depending where you get him from. I have not seen him pop up on any of my foreign sites, which are Ami Ami, Nin Nin Game, uh, Bandai Online. Uh, the Yoda, going to be a little bit cheaper, 35 bucks. same sites, haven't seen him pop up. Uh, a lot of times, BBTS, Big Bad Toy Store here in the States gets these as well, so... Uh, we'll be updating the post and check your socials when those pre-order links go live. But guess what? We're not done with new toys yet. So many. We're not done.
1: They're trying to suck all of your, your free money out of you. I you know. It's like They're like, hey, we, we got them all in front of their computers
0: and their phones all day long now, so even more so than when they're at work. Let's start hitting them with pre-orders. And that's exactly what Hot Toys did to <sighs> me. In true fashion, just like last week how I was lamenting the fact that they unveiled their one scale Mando and, and Baby Deluxe set right after Nick and I recorded, well, in in true Hot Toys fashion, they, they must sense through the force when we stop recording, <laughs> when we hit end, because they unveiled their life-size Baby Yoda, a.k.a. The Child, that's what everyone's calling him now, but they revealed their life-size Baby Yoda Nick, and
1: this thing looks incredible.
0: As I feared, it's ten times better than the sideshow version—like ten times. The one I've already pre-ordered, and <laughs> I have a story on that now too.
1: Oh, uh, I mean, like this is the most—I I, this is the most realistic figure toy I've ever seen in my life. Like, I know that like Baby Yoda is not a human; he is an alien. So it's it's easy to kind of fudge details and it's it's you know it's harder to make a real human look alike this thing looks like it was on the set of the mandalorian like it doesn't even look like it's it's you know yeah and
0: and, you know we we talked about sideshows their own life-size child figure which you know i pre-ordered immediately as like oh 350 let's do it but remember, we were talking like, oh, it looks like it's kind of static. I don't know if you can move the ball and whatnot. And I kept saying, man, I wish Hot Toys, Hot Toys, Hot Toys. And I kept saying that is because <laughs> of this. This is what Hot Toys does. They are the best at uh, movie quality, movie realization, whatever you want to call it. So uh, immediately, dude, I'm sitting there like, fuck. I've already done the NRD on the Sideshow Yoda, which is like $40, $50. I've already made one of the payments because I always do payment plans for these figures. Why not? It's not like they charge you insurance. You can just spread it out over months versus, oh, hey, here's $450 for Baby Yoda right here. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sitting here like, fuck, I got to stop doing this shit (laughs) because I've been conditioned over the years uh, a lot with Funko. And when I was into that and the the Funkos and, and exclusive Funko Pops and, you know, hey, shit's going live at, at 12 a.m. Pacific time. You got to get it right away. And like, bam, 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 if you're not there right when it goes live, you're going to miss it. So I, I'm conditioned for that. And that that happens a bit with the figures too. But I've got to understand, that is not the case with high-end two, two, three, four, $500 figures. Yeah. Just because one gets revealed, Nick, doesn't mean it's gonna be fucking pre-order sold out by the next day. So I need to start just fucking cooling my jets, taking a deep breath, and and letting these reveals stew for a bit. Because now I have almost a thousand dollars in the life-size Baby Yoda figures pre-ordered. Oh man! I mean, because this this one's four ten, buddy. Because I mean, he's got hands you can change ears. props ears you can change yeah the other one was 350 but luckily and i'll kind of end this story here and this guy is available for uh, pre-order now through sideshow for 410 this is hot toys life-size baby yoda the definitive life-size baby yoda in my opinion but luckily i i hit up sideshow it was like listen people Is there any way you can help a crazy collector out here? Can you just give me my NRD back on this one? I fucked up. (laughs) This is clearly better. I fucked up. I didn't have the patience. I love you all, but I think Hot Toys is better than your own figure. So what can we do? And luckily they came back to like, hey, man, yeah, you, you got your rewards back. We refunded your NRD, and of course the the, the payment will be refunded too. So wow, I nice. have was- effectively canceled my Sideshow life size the child, but I do have a new Hot Toys life size child pre ordered. Oh,
1: man, I mean, it's definitely the right move to to switch to the Hot Toys one, and it was very nice of Sideshow to let you do that, knowing that you were going to be spending this money on. Not really a competitor, but, like, another line of the same exact toy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So... Uh, and, and I consider keeping them both because I don't know what's happened recently. I don't know because she's been locked up and she's getting bored. And I may let her on her iPad for an hour and a half, two hours straight sometimes. And who knows what type of Chinese and Russia programming she's getting from YouTube kids. <laughs> but uh, literally... I'd say every day Charlie's like saying, Hey dad, I really want a baby Yoda. I really want a baby Yoda. I really want a baby Yoda. And I'm like, fuck, should I, should I just- keep both life size and give her the 350 one?" Yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> you don't give a fucking four year old a $350 life size collectible. I mean, at this point, the Legos I'm building for her, I'm regretting because she either plays so hard with them or she's still young and doesn't get the certain bricks. Don't bend certain ways. Yeah. That the motherfucker, like today, I had to spend 25 minutes rebuilding parts of the, the Millennium Falcon that she godzilla <laughs> So, no, I was like, no, I'm just canceling it. So, one life-size baby Yoda due at the Haywood Pop household.
1: At some point in the future, on top
0: of multiple plushies and animatronics and one six scale and one twelve scale and all the other shit, the but yeah.
1: plushies are perfect for for Charlie. Exactly. Yeah. She exactly. Can use
0: those. And, and I think that I think Hasbro's was they're doing a a sixty five dollar animatronic that might work as well, but okay. no way I'm giving my kid one of these bad boys. So
1: oh yeah, no three hundred and fifty dollar toy. Yeah, three fifty, and, and this Hot
0: Toys one is four ten. So we we got the pre order links for you. He's up there if, if you're like me and you want to invest heavily into figures you'll probably never see because we'll all be killing each other for peaches in the next four months. <laughs> All right. all right. Last one of kind of like just, you know, like new shit to waste money on uh, during a pandemic if you're a Star Wars fan segment. And that is kind of the surprise news that Star Wars Episode One Racer, which just a fantastic name, by the way. Yeah, because uh, that's what it's called. Star Wars Episode One Racer. Not possible. coming to the Switch in addition to Jedi Academy uh, released for it last week.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, first up for me, the, the thing that really grabbed my attention here was Jedi Academy because that was the first. Uh, let me see. Let me make sure this is right. This is, I, I'm pretty sure that this was the first Star Wars game that I've like just really really got into and played yeah,
0: this this is Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy and I believe it was the one to have that multiplayer where you could get in yes. and like circle jerk with a bunch of people with your lightsaber. Oh yeah,
1: it had the multiplayer. It was essentially yeah. So the, this is the
0: second one to yeah. come out for Switch and PS4. The other one was the Kyle Katarn. Yeah, that game. was
1: Jedi Outcast. Um which is interesting because technically Jedi Outcast is the second game in this series and Jedi Academy is the first, I believe. Um, have you downloaded any of
0: these yet, Nick? Or you've I haven't th- hanging back saving money for food. I have
1: not. I have not downloaded any of these yet because most mostly because I have these motherfuckers on Steam. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that I have Jedi Academy and Jedi. Oh, I Note do Casts too, but
0: I'll Steam. I'll never fucking sit down and, and play at my computer, yeah. knowing that I could do it right on the Switch. Yeah.
1: So the I mean it will it is alluring to know that it's on the Switch because it is such an accessible platform. But the one that may get me is, is Academy because I just love that game so much. Like there's not a lot of variety in the story. Like there are different types of things. Like you can play dark side or light side, but it doesn't really affect the storyline. You can play with like a single lightsaber or double lightsabers or dual bladed lightsabers. Like I played through the game every possible way that you could. I, I I'm pretty sure I beat the game five or six times. So this one is really like it, it's close like it's like oh man should I get this cuz it seems fun but probably not cuz I already have it. And then the Pod Racer game, I actually never played the Pod Racer game on N64, so this one is is actually like if it's if it's cheap and uh, you know, maybe I'll pick it up, but who knows. It's not even there's no announced date for Star Wars Episode 1 Racer yet. Yeah, I'm 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 right
0: there with you. I never played this either. I mean, this would have been what, like 99-ish, 2000 yeah. type of year? So yeah, late, I was late some 90s for sure. Dump fucking college at that point, just more concerned about, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs>
1: 1999, May 18th, 1999. So you were... Oh, yeah,
0: so it came out right with the fucking movie then. Yeah. This is like a, a launch title, basically. But... I have, you know, when this announce was made, there was a lot of positive buzz, like, oh, fuck yeah, man, I remember that game, It's fucking awesome, blah, 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 you know, and I don't know, there seemed to be a lot of warm, nostalgic feelings for it, which means it probably still sucks, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we all just forget that games kind of did blow back then especially after you've been used to playing games now dude it's, it's i mean I, i'm still trying to try you know trudge my way through kotor on the ipad even now with a uh, an xbox one controller on my tv like i just have my <laughs> ipad air playing my i still like it's it's fun for a little bit but then you're like yeah this game's fucking old
1: yeah i mean and the thing is is particularly with with racer in the 90s this is when 3d like 3d games first really oh, yeah. came this, so out everything is
0: everything's a <laughs> polygon still yeah every, everything's so angular
1: yeah everything looks like shit it probably handles like shit so I again like I haven't played it but it you have to keep that these aren't remastered versions this isn't like they went in and rebuilt Episode One Racer, and they're re-releasing it in oh, full HD. Oh, no, no, HD. no. They
0: just, they upped the resolution a bit. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like they're not is, doing any, they're not remaking dick.
1: Yeah, this is the original version, probably, like you said, Matt, like up res to like 720 or maybe 1080. And oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. So. And it might load faster. It, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, KOTOR on iPad loads lickety split oh yeah
1: like when i would play when i was <laughs> playing it like regularly on my pc the shit would load so fast i mean but that's to be expected it's a game that came out one that was you know 2000 like 2004 so of course right. 16 years later the motherfucker's gonna load fast <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's file. I mean, the whole game size is probably a hundred megs or something stupid. Yeah, some tiny. So, while we're talking about old uh, Star Wars games, racing games, did you ever play Star Wars Super Bombad Racing? No, I remember you mentioned the it to me multiple
1: times. I've never played. It. Oh my! It's God. a
0: real thing. I know it's real, but it it was it was kind of like a Star Wars style Mario Kart and it wasn't as as balanced and the controls weren't as great but I'll tell you what for a fucking Star Wars skin Mario Kart when it came out at that time I was in college living with you know other dudes <laughs> drinking nights having races and whatnot it was a fun fucking game
1: I'm looking at it now like P- yeah, they all have, like, big heads and shit, PS2, right? Super Bombad Racer. Everybody's got... It is. It's literally, like, Star Wars Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And,
0: <laughs> it, it wasn't half bad. Like, I mean, it had shortcuts on levels. Everyone had, like, a special power. There were other pickups. It just... It never felt as tight as a Mario Kart. But for a Star Wars fan, it was pretty fucking excellent, at least back then.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it, It's like... The, the primary character that keeps keep showing is, like, you can play as... You know, Darth Maul, you can play as Sabalba, It looks like Boba oh, yeah. Fett's in there. You got, Hell, yeah. you know, uh, uh, what you call it, the, the Gungan chief. He's in there. Yeah, Boss Nass. Yeah, Boss Nass is in there. Yeah, everyone. Everyone it was like their big head,
0: and then their vehicle would represent their vehicle. Like I think Maul was in his was in his
1: his, his ship, ship. like this. Yeah, like the actual scimitar ship that you would play. Yeah, I I know. I, I still have that game somewhere <laughs> in my house.
0: I just don't feel like <laughs> finding it's, it because I don't have a PS2. Dude, it's
1: hilarious too because if you look at the model for Yoda, it's modeled after the the Episode One Yoda puppet. So. <laughs> It looks even yeah, worse the, the, the janky looking like
0: cracked <laughs> out meth <meth-yoted>. yeah <laughs> oh you know what i could fucking play this because i have one of the original ps3s that could play, play PS backwards compatible and dude i had one oh, yeah. of
1: those and mass effect 3 killed it oh that was it that really was, yeah i was in the middle of playing mass effect 3 and the whole system just shut down and it never turned back on wow that was yeah,
0: that's like, I've I've tried to keep consoles now just for nostalgic's sake at this point. Yeah. Uh, but the one I can't get, I, I, I can't get my PS2 back. Like, I, I don't even know what the fuck I ever did with that. I gave it. I, I did find some PS1s, like my dad found a couple. I'm like, that's fine. I just wanted to have the look at. Yeah. I got my Genesis still. I got my NES. See, dude. I got I, my, my OG Xbox, my 360, my PA, OG PS3.
1: Like, I, it kills me because, like, I have my old dream. I'm pretty sure that my parents didn't throw it away. I have oh, my, you my, had a Dreamcast? Yeah, I have my Dreamcast at home. Oh. I'm pretty sure they didn't throw it away. They may have.
0: Um, oh, no, dude. That's, like, one of the greatest, stupidest consoles ever. I
1: know. I, I loved it, too. I fucking played a ton of shit on that.
0: Hell yeah. Virtua Fighter, man. Virtua
1: Fighter. I played, um,. What was it? Grandia 2? I played all the NFL 2K games on that. I, oh yeah, like it was a it was a fun console. Um, but like I know that like the OG Xbox was my brother's, so I'm pretty sure that they got rid of that. I gave my PS2 to my friend and my had a I had a PS2 that I ripped the top off of it and I modded it so I could play burned games. So I like I could like download games from the internet and burn them on a CD and play it. Oh, oh nice. All that shit. Like, my original PlayStation is gone. My, the, the original NES we had, I have no idea where that is. I had SNES, NES, you know. I'm pretty sure we still have our Nintendo 64. But, like, all this shit, like, all those nostalgic things, most of them are gone. But, oh, yeah, man. Not me.
0: I was trained from a young age, and it's it's why I'm a collector to this day. Keep everything Keep it all. You never know who may want to pay you lots of money for it
1: later on in life. I know. It's like,
0: dad, nobody, buddy, yeah. nobody.
1: Like I, so, like, I still do it too because, like, Taylor will eventually – like, I have this habit of, like, if I buy something for some reason, I, I keep the box. So, like, even if I'm using it, even if it's, like, this mouse that I'm using right now, like – Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I had the box. No, I, had a,
0: I had a real issue with that, but yeah. when you have – Almost 700 Funko Pops. <laughs> you have to start making life decisions at that point. Yeah. Like, are you willing to pay for storage to save these fucking boxes? Yeah. Or are you just going to fucking throw them out and get over it? And, and that's. But I'm like you too. If I buy a TV, keep the box. Yeah. Okay. If I buy a fucking computer, keep the box. This, keep the box. bop, bop, bop. Bo. Until you have a whole room full of fucking boxes. And you're like, all right, fuck it. And you take it out to the side of the street. Yeah.
1: When we moved from our last apartment to the one we're in now, like, I literally, like, my closet, like, we had, we shared a closet. And then, like, on the top of it where we had our show, it was just, like, all random ass boxes. Like, do you use this for anything? I was like, not really. (laughs) But
0: you never know. I might have to return it. Yeah. You need the receipt. And it's usually only, like, 30 days.
1: Uh, You never know. It's like, you know what? we just hold on to it for some reason but yeah yeah it's weird. no i, a, I get it i get it but it's a fucking sickness it is dude but these yeah these but, games for uh, switch if you're uh, sitting around in quarantine and you have a few dollars to drop then just go ahead and drop them on some jedi knight jedi academy it's a fantastic really oh, fucking yeah. fun game oh yeah
0: the only reason i have yet to do it myself is because i haven't beaten kotor for ipad yet and i refuse so i'm like dude you already bought one old star wars game beat it
1: yeah beat it before then get
0: the next one and by the way you you have a backlog of fucking ps4 and xbox one games that you could probably dive into right now it's a perfect time i still can't bring myself to do it I, i think i am broken as a gamer
1: yeah, that's kind of the situation that
0: I'm in now. Is like, I, I can't do it anymore. I, I'd rather fucking waste my life watching Tiger King shit, <laughs> uh, fucking around with my iPad, or playing on my phone and then passing out on my couch.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that It's sad.
0: Right. I hate it. Like, I miss being a diehard, I can't wait to play a fucking video game today. Like, oh man, I can't turn it off. I got to go to bed. I got to get up for work, but I can't turn this game off. I haven't had that in a long time and it sucks and I hate myself. But I digress. Moving back to Star Wars land where all fans love each other (laughs) and agree. At least on the Clone Wars. Yes. A little bit, I think. Although I know there's a lot of fans that hate the fucking Martez sisters and just want Ahsoka to be back with the Jedi's, but whatever. It ain't going to happen, at least not for another episode or two. But we're here to break down the most recent episode of the Clone Wars, which was S7E6, aka Deal No Deal. And, you know, before we get into the Easter eggs, I guess off the top, Nick, not my favorite episode, but I could totally see why it it took place you know what i'm saying yeah
1: it's it's one of those episodes that's a setup i mean we were hoping that since this is the last season of the clone wars we wouldn't have some of these like in between episodes where you just have to get through like a you know a section of essentially exposition to get to the cool shit that happens after it that's what this episode is it's a lot of like you know talking between you know, Rafa and Ahsoka and, you know, the, a lot of tension building between those two characters in particular. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the, the best in terms of the, you know, the episode so it, far. It was, it was my least
0: favorite of the season, but I mean, I'm not a, I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm not like some people just like, Oh, fucking stupid, <laughs> you know, like that's what it sounds like to me now in the comment section for, most things Star Wars. It just turns into, blah, 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 you know, yeah. like no one's intelligent anymore. No, that, that so, like, yeah, was like yeah. Was it entertaining? Was it exciting? Not really. But I, I think it was, it was done in a way to, as Nick said, to set up the beef between Rafa and Ahsoka, as well as the friendship between Trace and Ahsoka and the sister bond between the two sisters. Yeah. But, but it, it was also to... I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about the moment of the episode. That was amazing. But I think it was, again, to kind of loop into the big picture here, the Star Wars crime syndicates. Uh, we needed to get these these guys and girls and shady characters back onto the map, back onto the table, back into these final few narratives to remind everyone what... Darth or well what Maul he's no longer Darth Maul yep uh, what Maul's been up to so by having these the the sisters in Ahsoka get captured by the Pikes, who we know are in the Shadow Collective which we know is led by uh, Darth or fuck I did it again by just
1: Maul (laughs) Yeah. by
0: just Maul with Death Watch from Mandalore uh, you know, it's just like I said kind of in my recap and review. It, this was, we were moving the pieces into position. Uh, for the most part, uh, next week will be the final episode before we're fully into, uh-oh, all right, yeah, Maul, we need Jedi, let's go, Siege of Mandalore, here we come.
1: Yep, 100%. And, you know, it's it did provide some cool context. Like, you know, Trace essentially built a starship herself. Like she salvaged it and she got it up and running and, and all of that stuff that she did um, to get her starship, the silver yeah, it, angel it, up. And
0: it, it had some good stuff. Like, I guess we could run through the eggs real quick. I mean, you, you got to love again, Ahsoka throwing out the, the Skywalker Easter eggs yeah. with, with Skywalker, Skywalker Academy. Skywalker
1: Academy. Yeah. That was a good uh, one.
0: Just, just her attachment to Anakin really played into the, the episode and possibly the season's best moment coming up here that I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, There's a pit droid in the Martez hangar. Not a surprise. Wolf Yularen, I don't know. I mean, he started in Clone Wars, but technically he started in A New Hope. Yeah. He's uh, the ISB agent sitting around the big table where Vader's choking motherfuckers out.
1: Yep. Yularen makes his way into the Thrawn books as well, too. So he's a. Yeah, he's in. I mean, he's.
0: I believe started, well. You always got to wonder, I mean, we do have these chicken and egg scenarios now, thanks to Filoni and, and George with these animated series. So, I mean, did Yularen really start in A New Hope, or did they kind of backfill that like the the whole Rex was at the Battle of Endor thing? Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, did this get was Yularen even <laughs> a name before Filoni That's gave I mean. him a name? Exactly. And
0: I love it all. I, I'm great that they go back and kind of backtrack this shit, but, you know... What came first? So either way, I believe Yularen was created for Clone Wars. Yep, yep. Uh, he was Anakin's first kind of... That's who Anakin got assigned to in terms of the the ne- Republic Navy was Yularen. And they kind of hated each other a little bit. Uh, but then he goes on and, and uh, Rebels becomes big in the ISB and then obviously makes it onto the Death Star and gets blasted there. So uh, that was kind of cool. I mean, obviously Kessel and all things Kessley, like I say. <laughs> Uh, the spice running cargo dump. Yes. I put that there because to me that is that is a that's a reference, if not an egg, because that is a direct nod to what gets Han Solo and Chewbacca infamous in the galaxy with bounty hunters yep. because Jabba the Hutt puts that bounty on him because he. Dumped spice, running cargo yeah. for the Hut.
1: Yeah, that is exactly what put him in the situation that he was in to get you know frozen in carbonite and captured by Jabba the Hut, and even you know, even just being on Tatooine at that time to meet Luke and Obi Wan. Like all of that came around because of this decision he would you know he made to to dump his shipment of spice that he was running for Jabba. And right.
0: so, we, so yeah. we got to see exactly what that would have looked like. And it was, I, I thought it was a great nod. And again, just vintage Dave Filoni's fingerprints are all over this type of stuff. And it's still, it still dumbfounds me that he is not running all things Lucasfilm.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that whenever Kathleen. Decides to step step away from Lucasfilm. Her natural successor is Dave Filoni. Yeah.
0: Well, well maybe she doesn't even have to des- decide. Let's just at this point, let's try something different. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think we've all kind of agreed that the the new films, you know,
1: in a silo, each one they're pretty good, right? As a cohesive narrative, not so much.
0: No, it's, it's not <laughs> good at all, and I hate to even say this, but the the prequel has a clear trilogy arc than
1: these films. Yeah, like the through line, like the prequel. The- the,
0: yeah, they, that's a that's a clear story. It's just it may not be executed too well, but it's hey, this is a fucking slave boy that became Darth Vader. Okay, this one's like all right, whatever. So like I'm saying, like hey, you know, Kathy, thanks for everything, but let's just try this guy that the mandalorian clone wars rebels need we say more but anyway so that was a cool moment and then finally uh, we get the pike crime syndicate they were featured live action in solo for the first time but they've also been featured in the clone wars so you know, we've been saying the episode wasn't great. It's still fucking the Clone Wars. It's still Star Wars storytelling. So I did enjoy it. There were some really good moments. Uh, the the Skywalker Academy we've already talked about in the egg. But the one I want to get to with Nick here is the sensing of each other. Yes, yes. Right? So... Trace doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She's <laughs> never piloted a starship. She can build one, impressive, but who knows if she can fly one. She also almost killed him in hyperspace by leaving air brakes on the air right? brakes on Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, while she's fucked up and she's in a military lane of traffic to get off planet, you know, Yularen is like, what the fuck? Hey, get the fuck out of here. And he was about ready to send some ships after him to arrest them, per se. And we get this moment that's a, to me, and you know, people have yelled at me on YouTube and and I agree with them because I think I corrected it in my recap and review video, but this moment definitely should have been in the Easter eggs in references video because when you think about it, Nick, it was a, it's a clear nod, if not a mere scene to Return of the Jedi when the Rebels are trying to land on Endor. I mean... They, they steal shit. Yep. The codes are good, but things are a little fishy. Vader's sensing things out. He senses it, it's Luke. He's like, all right, good. This is going to play into my hands anyways. Let him go. Yeah,
1: let him pass. Exactly.
0: Same thing kind of happens here where, you know, obviously Anakin's not Vader yet, so he's not doing it for malicious purposes. But he clearly, as she does him, they sense each other. And it's a touching moment. It's an awesome moment. It, sh- it once again shows you how important the Clone Wars series is to the prequel era, how well done it treats, it, it, or, or how well done Anakin is, and of course how important Ahsoka is to everything, and why she's allowed to get the Luke Skywalker theme. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, that's something that we talked about last week: is that she gets the Luke Skywalker treatment in this series, given the theme from you know the first time that we saw her, and now. She fills the role of Luke Skywalker in this scene, like like you said, the mirror scene from Return of the Jedi. I mean,
0: if you you want to get deep, she's essentially Anakin's like only kid, like the someone that he actually had a direct hand and upbringing and shaped.
1: Yeah, like he is Anakin. Yeah, he he did nothing
0: for Luke and Leia, right? Besides.
1: Yeah, she, she's Anakin Skywalker's actual, like, adopted daughter, whereas... Right. I mean, I guess you could do the whole
0: sister thing. Yeah. Either, either or, they are family mm-hmm. for the most part.
1: And, yeah, I mean, he never, you know, Darth Vader is the father of, of, you know, Luke and Leia, not really Anakin Skywalker at that point. You know, once he, you know, made that shift and he became Vader and never interacted with those children ever again... Like, you can't really say that he... Yeah, he's you know. a deadbeat dad. Yeah.
0: He's a scumbag. I mean, he didn't even send them fucking back pay or anything. Yeah, so nothing. But here, you know, he had a clear bond and, and love, dare I say, for Ahsoka, like a, a familial love, sister, daughter, whatever. But that that moment was fantastic, not only for how it mirrored uh, Vader and Luke in the future, but just it, it reminded us uh, all of... The, the the strength of the bond between these two and how much they are both affected by what the Jedi did to her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. So um I mean yeah, this this episode uh, The Spice Dump was my other
0: top and then the other one obviously I like seeing Ahsoka do the mind trick. But yeah, yeah that was I mean, not a lot happened this episode. This was all to just kind of get them mixed up with the pikes, which is how Maul's gonna come back in and, and either find out about Ahsoka or Ahsoka is going to find out about his involvement with the shadow collective and what he's doing on Mandalore. And that's how we're going to get tied back into the Jedi and Rex. And there they go. Rock and roll. We did get a preview of next week. And again, it's, it's, I think the next episode is going to be more maneuvering, if you will. Yeah. Nick. Nick, it's uh, this one's called dangerous debt. Clearly they're all going to be arrested uh, from the synopsis, though, it does sound like they make an escape, but I'm assuming only Ahsoka is going to remain free. And then that's going to play into the two weeks from now, which is the one where I think we're going to get the at least a mention of Maul, if not a Maul appearance, which leads into,
1: hey, Jedi. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where we're going after this. So get ready for another episode next week. It looks like you're starting off at the very least in confinement. You see Rafa get thrown into a cell after an interrogation, and then they pull Trace right out after her, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how how they do get out. I assume it's going to be some Jedi maneuverings from Ahsoka. Oh, yeah, yeah. it it has to be. And like I said, I think they all three
0: get out, but just based on the synopsis for next week, the, the episode after this one, which would be, what, eight? yeah. seven Uh, would
1: be yeah seven's the next one and then so eight would be the one where if we do finally get the introduction of the jedi back to ahsoka that would it would be episode eight yeah
0: it's just the way it sets it up though it's like ahsoka is free but she's still trying to save the martez sisters so yeah that's what i was saying so i think they are all gonna break out in this week's episode coming up but only our former jedi will remain free so good stuff man i'm I love the Clone Wars. Been digging this final season, and like we said last week, we're essentially in the middle now of the first part of a two-part movie to end the franchise. Oh, not the franchise, the series. The series. There. So, yeah. yeah, we're we're two episodes into the first four-part movie, and then after that, that's the one where Witwer is like, "Yo, this is
1: They're the best, the best, best, yeah,
0: yep, the best Clone Wars story you're going to get."
1: Yeah. Um,
0: we're not technically done with Clone Wars yet. We, we kind of have a, a a, potential merging of Filoni worked on shows, right? Because we oh, still, yeah. I mean, in the end, the Mandalorian is Favros. He's the one that created it, came up with the idea. I don't know how much he used Filoni to flesh it out, but John is the one that kind of cooked it up and pitched it. But clearly we know where he's getting all the...
1: All of excellence. the deep cuts probably come from exactly, Dave, you know.
0: So, anyways, over the weekend, this kind of popped up, and I, even, my fat ass, even did some work on a Sunday. I rolled out a video, only to soon find out that I may have got fooled, but maybe not. So, anyways, Floney he he's got this concept art of an older Ahsoka wearing kind of the hood we saw her in at the end of Rebels and it was it looks like a clone behind her more than likely rex you know he's got a beard bald we know he survives as well yep so anyways floney throws it back into his twitter profile this week and that got people talking like ooh, is could this be playing into the ahsoka live action rumors and is he hinting that that rex is going to be in the mandalorian now Or is this just his nod that, hey, this may be a scene coming up at the end of Clone Wars? I mean, they did do an epilogue in Rebels, so I would assume they're going to do one in Clone Wars, which could very well show these two together, right? I think we predicted last week that it will be Rex that saves Ahsoka and helps her get off planet. Nick even speculated that uh, maybe even Maul will help. Yep. Yep. Uh, all, like, all of them get off of Mandalore, so, I don't know, dude, I mean, what are you thinking, is this Floney just fucking changing things up and seeing if he can get people going because he's bored during quarantine, do you think this is a possible hint at something to come in Clone Wars, or is this potential, hey... This has been sitting around since 2015. I love it. And we're, we actually used it in
1: Mandalorian this season. I, I like the idea of it being in Mandalorian because if you think about, I mean, he, it could definitely be Rex that is the one that saves her, I mean, in Clone Wars. But if we're talking about this image in particular, it shows the old grizzled Rex that we saw at the end of Return of the Jedi. like Like you said, gray beard, bald head. And he's riding next to it's. It's hard to see Ahsoka, direct on from what we're you know from how this image is is drawn and, and and painted, but it looks like an older Ahsoka, and it looks like they are in some sort of you know, desert area. Like just look at the way that they're dressed. He's, she's wearing a shawl. He's wearing like a a you know a a scarf slash cape that he could use to cover his face. Yeah, in I sandstorm. mean. Like, I-
0: when I did the video, I didn't know it was old, so I mean, the video, I, I sound like an asshole, but that's true for any video I put yeah. out on Star Wars, but it it's still, even being a shot from, uh, I think someone sent me an image like, you're stupid, it's from 2015, even then... It definitely has a concept art feel for The Mandalorian.
1: It does. It does. It feels Uh, like a piece of concept art.
0: Now, why would he have that all those years ago? Who knows? I mean, so that's why I still think maybe it was something for Clone Wars. And potentially this is now a scene that we're going to get to see play out now that Filoni got to finish The Clone Wars.
1: And the thing is, is like, if you're... If you're doing this, if you're bringing Rex into The Mandalorian, you still have the actor who can play him, and he's aged a bit. So having him play an older Rex actually. Oh, hell yeah. Tamira? Yeah. Like Tamira, whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah. Tamira Morrison? Morrison, or yeah. however you say his first name.
0: He's a Maureen.
1: Yeah. So you can have him come back and play the role. We've already had the casting rumor last week that talked about potentially Rosario Dawson taking over as the live-action Ahsoka. So these right. two things right. are lining up very, very easily. And, and I think
0: that's why it got a little bit of heat. And then even though where people were like, "Oh, it's old," but you know, it's it doesn't well, matter that he, it's old. Like, why did he throw it up on the, his Twitter thing? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of weird shit. I, I mean. To me, the timing, the the date,
1: I'm going. It's it may may well be a Clone Wars thing. It could be both, though. Like it, it could literally be like this is the person oh, that's. Oh yeah, get- dude.
0: Because maybe maybe the Clone Wars epilogue will be the bridge to live action debuts of themselves in Mando. Could be. It could. You know what? What if you see like a fucking animated baby yoda (laughs) like clone wars baby yoda dude but you know what i mean like obviously they're not gonna it's not gonna be a direct like oh shit there goes full best garden walking by rex and ahsoka but it could could show them during that timeline and what they're getting into yeah
1: i mean look it's 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 very possible that we or you
0: know maybe they just hear something like oh you hear about this blah blah that this bounty hunter that that you know, walked off with this, you know, magic baby or the force Yeah I mean, Jedi, you know, would,
1: shit like that. You would have to cut like thirty years forward to get that at the as the what you call it or actually. No, that's what I mean. Yeah.
0: Like the, the the epilogue would be that hey, this yeah this is the bridge from these characters being animated to live action we are putting them in a live action world yeah. right
1: now. And then even like, we know how old baby Yoda, baby Yoda is what? 60, 70, something like 50, 50 years, 50. Old. So you could even get mentions of like, you know, the child in this, and this season of the, of clone wars setting up a potential, like, you know, Oh yeah. Ahsoka knows about this, this child. And then Rex knows about this child. And then, like you said, if you have that epilogue, then you give credence to why these characters would be interested in this child's story arc. So I think it's it's very possible that it's both. And look, for people saying it's an old picture, it doesn't fucking matter that it's old. What matters is the action that Dave Filoni took now to bring it back, back into prominence. Like The only reason that we're talking about it is not because somebody drew it in 2015. It's because the person who created the Clone Wars, or helped create the Clone Wars, and who, you know, created the character of Ahsoka Tano, and is now a primary player in the, the writing and story arc of The Mandalorian, made that his Twitter background.
0: It is, it is. There, there's so many factors that make it as interesting as it is. I mean, it really shouldn't be. It's just some dude fucking changed his Twitter banner. Yeah. But the fact that, yes, the Clone Wars with these characters is happening right now, and they're more than likely going to end the series together. Uh, or the fact that Filoni's working on the man, though, and there's a heavy rumor that there's going to be a live-action version of his character Ahsoka, so he could be hinting at that. So there, there's a, a, a lot of things out there that make a man changing his Twitter Twitter banner more interesting than it really should be. Indeed. But, you yeah. know, that, that's kind of the shit we get into here on the Star Wars Time Show. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. But we've got some other interesting things coming up for The Mandalorian. You know, maybe we won't see Rex there. Maybe we won't see Ahsoka. But it is sounding like, at least according to Making Star Wars' Jason Ward, that Michael Bean, is that how you say it? Is it Bean or Bien?
1: I thought it, it's probably Bean. Well, Michael <laughs> Bean
0: of Terminator and Aliens fame is reportedly in The Mandalorian Season 2 playing someone from Din's past, another bounty yeah. hunter. Yeah. So, I mean, he's even gone so far as to provide concept art of the dude, and he...
1: It kind of looks like he's wearing Han Solo's Mimban helmet. Yeah, I <laughs> know, yeah, right? Right. He's got like a front pistol holster, and he's got almost what looks like a grenade launcher over his shoulder. Right. Um, right. It doesn't it's look... It's kind of Ronin, like, you
0: know, there's a little Ronin Wild yeah. West feel to this character's look. I mean, yeah. he's, he still kind of has like a duster going on. Definitely looks like some sort of Imperial chest plate. Yeah, I- uh, It it looks perfect for this guy. I mean, this dude really was kind of in the 80s. He was in some badass action movies.
1: Yeah. I mean, recently, uh, not a ton. I, you know, a lot of, you know, B movies, direct to video or straight to streaming, stuff like that. But, you know, back in the day, he, you know, he was, he was an alien. He was in term. He played Kyle Reese in Terminator, Um, you know, Tombstone. He was played Johnny Ringo in Tombstone. So, he had his moment but definitely not anything that you Well would... uh,
0: speaking of Tombstone MSW saying his character is styled after
1: him. Okay. That's it's interesting. So I mean it's it's a it's a cool bit of news what's what's also cool is that MSW announced that Bill Burr's character will be coming back for season 2. Not sure how yet, not sure if Clancy Brown's character will be included as well as uh, oh man, I can't remember the, right. you know, the, the, the woman who was running with them. Yeah, a, that girl. The Game of Thrones girl. Yes, I can't remember her name. That saved the life of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of new... I mean, it makes sense that a lot of new characters are going to be coming into this season because we assume that this is going to be a season where they're moving a lot. Like, they're moving around a lot. It's not just going to be on a couple of planets. Like, he's, you know, the Mando's trying to find Jedi in order to, to hand off Baby Yoda to them. And, you know, he's he's trying to stay away from the Imperial Remnant and all of the other bounty hunters that are probably after them because of this mark that's on their oh, head. Oh, dude,
0: I mean, he, they're, they're, it's going to be a shit show for these people. I mean, even more so than season one ended. You, you got to think they they essentially beat a moth, so he's going to be pissed as fuck. Bring in, I mean, who knows if he has any starships. Uh, but uh, he should be good with the bounty hunters, right? Because, you know, Grief said, yeah, we're cool side. now. You're, you're back in it.
1: Yeah, but if you, uh, if, you know, bounty hunters are only worth as much oh, as of course, the money uh, somebody of pays <laughs> them.
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, they, they may be more mercenary at that yeah, at that point. But, yeah, I'm sure Gideon's got, got people on payroll that also are, uh, you know, card-carrying members of Grief's bounty hunter guild. Yeah, uh, so do you think – well, actually, I was hoping before MSW said that, he's, that um, Michael would is probably going to be a bounty hunter. I was hoping this was going to be the Death Watch member that saved Din as a child.
1: Yeah, so you get to see kind of more of the flashback and get to expand on what happened to him, how he was well, trained.
0: Or, or, or like. just running into him now. You know, okay. shit, may, maybe – Maybe Din finds him. Maybe this, this guy is still alive somehow.
1: Yeah, maybe that's like a confidant. Like, he, he, can't, he stayed close with them or something like that. Right, because, I mean, we, we got to remember,
0: the motherfucker was saved by Death Watch. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's Darth Maul Death Watch at that point, but it's got to be close. Yeah, man, it's... It's crazy. It is. It's crazy shit to think. Like, Maul could vary. Maul makes way more sense or maul could easily transition right into that show more so than than any character
1: yeah yeah i mean all you gotta do is flashbacks anything just to to bring maul yeah, especially that.
0: in the flashbacks yeah
1: like it's it would be easy to bring maul back into the show i mean fuck he's got
0: to be huge think think how huge
1: maul is to mandalore's past Bro, I mean, he he was responsible for the, the the first fucking siege. Who 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 says that Maul's even dead now? Like, yes, we saw Obi Wan stab him, and we assume that he's dead. Oh, Maul's toast.
0: I, I think. I think. Bring Maul him died. back again.
1: <laughs> no, please, Nick. Please, no more resurrections of
0: the Maul. I'm, I'm so glad he came back, but he died a beautiful death at the hands of of his nemesis Ben. So he, he did. That was the way. That needs to, to stay where it is. But in terms of the Mandalorian and flashbacks and whatnot, I mean, he could play a a massive role yeah. on that show because he he enabled Death Watch to overthrow essentially the the monarchy. Satine, I mean, he killed fucking Satine.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just through the lineage, all this shit. of the dark saber, he deserves to be in there. Like, you know, you have to get some kind of history to that blade like you can't reveal the dark saber through the mandalorian to a large majority of people who don't know who what it is and then just leave it be like you have to give some sort of like context behind that weapon it's almost like the ring in lord of the rings like that that yeah do
0: do that opening 10 minute deal like that's one of the best Uh, prefaces for a a franchise of that scope. Like, let's... I mean, Lord of the Rings is fucking ginormous. Yet, Jackson just mastered that opening segment that sets up the entire universe.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you've
0: never had to read any of those books, but you kind of already understand the conflict between man-elves and and Sauron. You got it. Done. Yep.
1: It was perfectly executed. And that works... That would work really God, well I, need to, I have
0: not watched those in a long time. I'm coming up on a, a rewatch of some L.O.T.R., I think. I
1: tried to with Taylor, and she just couldn't do it. Because really? She she literally couldn't. She's, she couldn't even read the books, though. Like, she's more... I was going to
0: say, like, I know she likes to read. Does she even understand that they're considered, like, literary masterpieces? She's, you
1: know? Like, she just can't get into it. She says it's, no. it's too... Like, she liked The Hobbit, because The Hobbit, the, the book, The Hobbit, is a lot more, you know, to the point than the actual movies were. But she just couldn't get into Lord of the Rings. And I tried, like, my mistake was I tried to show her Lord of the Rings, like, like fanboy style with, like, extended special edition Blu-rays that are, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you probably should have just went
0: for the theatrical cuts to start. I know, the problem... Because even those are, are pushing damn near 245, 250.
1: Yeah, yeah, so... I don't think that I'm going to get her to watch those because it's not, it's it's not as important to me that she watched Lord of the Rings as it was that she watched Star Wars. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna accept the win with Star Wars and let that one go. But yeah, I mean, Man, think about
0: like at, at the turn of the century, all the major trilogies and shit coming out. Like the Harry Potter movies started to drop. You had the prequels dropping. Yeah. You had the Matrix franchise kicking off. Yep. Um, what the hell were we just talking about? Which movie were we just talking? Lord about? of the Rings, and then yeah, all those motherfuckers were going in like two thousand.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was <sighs> a, a lot of like the late nineties, early two thousands were a really good time for like extended storytelling in in film. I mean, there's probably. I, I mean, more than there's that.
0: a chance the movie theater experience will never be the same after this fucking oh, lockdown.
1: Dude, like. You have to. See like, I, I think
0: some chains are just going to fold. Yeah, some are just going to um, shut down. Like you'll- some will be able to to probably weather it, but probably have to close certain stores. But I, I think it's. I I think it'll depend on the data they're going to get from these early release, where it's essentially a a twenty dollar rental for a day or two for these in theater movies that you can now get VOD. Yeah. But if if the data is good there, I, I don't see why uh, distributors wouldn't want to start doing that. Yeah. I mean. Uh, but again that that's still cutting out theater chains like an AMC so what the fuck do yeah, they like do the- i just i don't want movie theaters to die
1: no i mean there's There's no better way to experience a movie like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or the Matrix.
0: Yeah, I I mean, really, any movie the first time you see it, the best way to see it is at a movie theater. But even the intern's like, man, can you imagine going to the movies after this with all those people? I'm like, well, dude, anything in a crowd, like a a sporting event, a hockey game, a football game, a baseball game. Like, what do do you mean a movie? It's all the same
1: shit. There there are people that, you know, industry, the, the company that I work at now, one of our one of our clients, not one that I work on directly said that they don't think that people are going to be comfortable shopping in stores again. Like you won't see full in-store shopping capacity back till January. That's what probably that's what, yeah.
0: Right for the next fucking flu season. Yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. Anyways, uh, Michael bean Mandalorian coming from MSW. There, there's probably a lot of, a lot of, fire behind it
1: yeah yeah it seems Uh, seems like i just
0: i i wonder if it's someone that helped
1: train din in the arts of bounty hunting it's just so because it could just be like another like ming na wen where i mean i I, exactly where it's just yeah someone just hunting them down yeah (laughs) like we assume we put a lot of thought and speculation behind Ming-Na Wen because she is such like a big character she's a big actress in Hollywood and we're like oh my god if she's gonna be in this she's gonna have a substantial role and then we saw it and we're like holy shit is that really it and we were like trying to grapple with the idea well I mean think about how her episode and part ended though like I know it it was the
0: only episode to have that clear bonus scene yeah and it directly focused on someone walking up to her body. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, is she is she dead?
1: Yeah. It's still ha- that's did that still person hangs out save
0: there. her? I don't know. Why did they do that? Why did they make such a a stink about that particular moment? Like, why did that character have to walk up to that dead body? Why couldn't he have popped up and walked up to any other dead body throughout the season?
1: Yeah. I mean, the only yeah, it's it's interesting. To see if that's so who knows. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I'm thinking he's either going to be a mentor, uh, someone that, that Din is seeking out, or you know, maybe he knows about Jedi and it's someone that they go to at first to help them find, uh, you know, stories of force users and then he backstabs them. Who knows? Yeah, uh, or as, as Nick said, he could just be a full on, he's just hunting Din's ass because of the child.
1: Could be, it's, it's going to be interesting. A lot of potential characters. Sliding into to Mandalorian season two, and another one here is a rumor that we have coming out of, uh, you know, MSW again is MSW again, yeah.
0: and this one he he is definitely clarifying as a straight up rumor. Yeah. Um, Jamie, because he hasn't, yeah, he hasn't uh, been able to fully source it out. Yeah. But go ahead,
1: Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis, most recently of Knives Out fame. But Jamie Lee Curtis has been around the movie theaters and movie scene for a long oh, time. Yeah. I, mean, I, 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 love, I love Jamie Lee, man. She's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's great. True Lies, never, Halloween. Right there, stuff. dude. I was going to
0: say, I'll never forget her from that because she does that striptease. Yeah. And, you know, that was back in the 90s. I was in the high school. And, man, the, <laughs> the largest boner from just watching that scene play out. Dude, it was And crazy. she's not like a, someone you would look at at that time. Like, she wasn't quite—
1: She wasn't like a temptress, like a femme fatale type of character. Right. I
0: mean, she she was a, a sex symbol when she started out in the movies, you know, screaming, Halloween, this, that, and the other thing. But but by then, in True Lies, she was kind of moving into the more of the mom roles, you know? Yeah. But damn, man, she just there was something about that scene, and she had big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You see where I go, man? It's just, you know that's that's how guys are, especially when we're young. Yeah. So this definitely is, thinking with both of those those heads. I will always remember down south.
1: that movie. I mean, True Lies is a good movie regardless, but I will always remember it because of her role in it.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, she was great. She was great.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean supposedly Ward has seen her on the Mando set but he is clarified he's like yo listen you know Avatar 2 they film certain things on this set as well but it to him from what I inferred from what he wrote it wasn't just she wasn't there for like a one day visit you know visiting from Avatar she had enough appearances on the set that he thinks that she does have a role in Mandalorian but he has no clue what it could be you know is she a former Rebellion? Is she former Empire? Yeah. I mean, I Just think... somebody...
1: I think it's interesting because there are so many of these Imperial remnant characters that could come in now because we've already seen, you know, Gideon. We already know that... My watch is talking to me. Uh, we already know that, you know, the Imperial remnant is alive and well. And if you look at, like, Star Wars Rebels, you had... Uh, you know, Governor Price, a prominent female character who was a villain. And then if you go back into the old EU novels, you have Yussein Isard, which was like the person that took over the imperial remnant as its leader right after the demise of the emperor and the fall of the empire as a whole. So Did you say Saddam Hussein? Yussein <laughs> It sounded like it. Yussein Isard. Oh, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy i had no
0: fucking clue who the fuck is that she's she was she oh, was like she, a yeah. an
1: admiral that that ran that took over the the empire the remnants of the empire after the death of the ah, emperor okay, in an okay. old canon so yes, i would really dead dead stuff yeah like i would really like to see her as a villain i think mm-hmm. that she could play fantastic oh you do you want her? because i was gonna
0: say i'd almost want her as a a a good person, no, you know someone that kind of helps them on their journey.
1: I want to see her because, like, that's one thing that Star Wars has done really well in written content, but never translated it over into live action or even like, you know, cartoon content. Is have like these really powerful female villains? Like we've had Asajj Ventress, we've had, you know, Governor Price in Rebels, and then you have them scattered throughout the video games too. Like you have Darth Traya, you have Tavion and stuff like that from the video games. But like what other, you know, female villains have we seen in either live action Star Wars or in, in, you know, in animated Star Wars. There's just not that many. I, I want to see her as a bad person. Cause I think after, especially after seeing her in knives out, I could, you could play her as a bad guy.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's a, it's I, I'm with you, man. I think I think she would do great as a bad guy. But for some reason, I just I, I see a very a, a motherly figure could be that just wants to take care of the child and get get him on his way <laughs> to his force family.
1: Yeah, Dude, it, it, it could be interesting. I mean, like her. She is one. First off it would be incredible to me if they did get Jamie Lee Curtis on the Mandalorian season two, because Jamie Lee Curtis's stock is super high right now in Hollywood. Like she's, you know, doing a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I, I I do think at this point though, that the show could get whoever it wanted.
1: I think, yeah, I think so too. I think it, I, I think anyone would love to be on this at this point. Yeah. It's, it's not only because of the, the hype around the show. I think it's also because of John, like people like working with John Favreau and he's done things in in cinema that other people haven't done before. And I mean, like he did this whole remake of the lion King. He launched the MCU with the Iron Man franchise. Like this guy has now made the first ever star star Wars live action TV series to a massive success. Like, you know, People want to work with John Favreau. People want to be on The Mandalorian. People want to say that they're a part of Star Wars history. So um, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. But man, that that would be a really big catch for the show.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if the Michael Bean Bien stuff's true as well. I mean, they're they're just adding. Yeah. I guess uh, celebs specifically from that, that eighties era, you know, when they were really kind of grinding out movies, yeah. bringing them in, it just, you know, it's so felony Favreau to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, some, uh, I'm excited, dude. We're only, you know, for me, not a lot to be excited about in my life right now. I'm excited about Mando season two, dude. Like, I wonder how
0: much this is affecting the Mandalorian though.
1: It's gotta be because they're shutting down production, like, everywhere, right?
0: Because I, I, I think they got principle done, but that doesn't mean they don't need to do pickups here and there. Yeah. Uh, let alone, it's not like people have these $10,000, 20000 computer rigs these motherfuckers are using to do VFX and editing this, that, and the other thing at their homes. yeah. So even if they're fully in post, I doubt people are working on
1: it. Yeah, exactly. If it's anything, it's like only one person can be at the facility. So you got like one editor there and then they finish and then you have one post guy right. there. And, you know, it's it's weird, the situation that we're in now. But, I mean, we haven't heard anything about delays yet. But at this point, it's just safe to assume delays like, you know, fucking... James Bond got delayed. It's not even coming out in theaters until later this year in November or something like that. And then fucking one thing got pushed all the way into – oh, the the Olympics got pushed until July of next year. Yeah,
0: next year. See ya. I mean, that's not something you do lightly either because you essentially have a host city that's been gearing up its full economy for the past couple years to get ready for this event, and and it's done. All the athletes that have been – timing their training to hit to qualify for national events to even make it yeah all that's i mean it's fucking dude, nuts with this shit like is some doing.
1: athletes may not even like you have to think of like the athletes who this year was going to be their last olympics like one year is mass can they even compete in a year like yeah are they even uh-huh. olympic caliber you know competition right. at that point it's fucking crazy dude so yeah i mean it's safe to assume that that any sort of like production project right now is probably going to be delayed, but, you know, no, no word yet from Disney or Lucasfilm on the status of, of, you know, Mandalorian season two. So yeah, man, Ah, COVID-19, the fucking plague of our time is, is literally ruining everything that we can think of.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Just, just kind of bank on it for a delay. I, I would, Unless Lucasfilm, Disney, whoever have paid to ship all the rigs home and connect everybody in a way that they can keep the workflow going on post. I just I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see, guys. But Mando season two, Michael Bean for sure. And then uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, maybe. But um, we'll get to that. We'll see it in maybe October. We'll see. We got one more piece of news for you guys or one more you know, story for you guys before we get into our top five, okay. and this is a little piece on the Tross novel. I think we've been coming back to this every few weeks, every couple of weeks now that the book is out there <laughs> in the wild. Yeah, um, my, my
0: post titles say everything
1: about how I like these little updates yeah. here. It's basically everything that is in the novel. The novel should have just been the movie at this yeah. point like
0: yeah a lot of it yes yeah you can argue oh he didn't need to go see that that fucking oracle thing or whatever it's called like
1: yeah but it would have been cool yeah it, it would have slowed really things down cool. a little bit um so in this particular story it's it's a it's a scene that happened in the book between Kylo and Chewie after Chewie was captured by the Knights of Ren on Passana, and it's the interrogation it's essentially like an interrogation of uh, of Chewbacca by Kylo. And what it does is it sets up the relationship that existed between Ben and, and Chewie. So here's the excerpt from the book it says he saw flashes of the Wookiee laughing with a much younger Han Solo than he himself remembers. So this is even before Kylo was born before Ben was born it says uh, felt Chewbacca's joy when his best friend married the woman he'd come to love like a sister. Saw the Wookiee cuddling a human toddler, teaching an older boy to fly a speeder. Target practice with a young man. Their blasters set. That's Ben Solo, by the way. Yeah, this is all Ben Solo. So starting with the cuddling (laughs) a human toddler, yes. Um, Yeah, for those of you that didn't get it, it's Ben. Their blasters set on stun against the haphazard dummy made from rocks. So I mean come on. It, like like that shit is fantastic. Like imagine if they just
0: fleshed those memories out just real quick on screen.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even the thing that you that you went on to add in the post saying that that, you know, Kylo could see pictures of Ben in Chu Chew, in Chewbacca's house, not, you know. Not pictures of other Wookiees, not pictures yeah, of...
0: Yeah, no no ets or, you know, no, none of his Wookiee side that, side pieces he was getting. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was Ben Solo. So it, it showed to Kylo, this is how, is it, is it uh, the way it's explained in the book is it showed to Kylo that, like, you know what? Yeah, you did fucking kill your own father and this, this Wookiee's best life mate but he still loves you. There is a chance. And so this is essentially the first time that Kylo realized that he could feel hope again. Yeah. And it taught him that, you know, this is, this is what it would mean to return to my former self, family and friends. Like people do love me. They did love Ben Solo. They can still love Ben Solo. If I fucking allow him to come back.
1: Yeah. And, and like, it it just matches so perfectly with the level in the of despair that that Ben was feeling in the comic thread. Yeah, he hated himself. Yeah. Like
0: it, he like we we've talked about, I mean he was much more clear in what he thought he wanted to be than Anakin was, but he could never make the full cut like Anakin did. Like I mean Anakin the way it's portrayed in the movies it's terrible it's very wonky like hey hey whatever i'll just fucking become evil but once he did he you know he pretty much committed to it until his grown son snapped him out of it
1: yeah and like kylo
0: always thought he had to be bad but he could never fully tilt he did horrible shit but he could never just fully embrace it 100%
1: yeah i mean that was perfectly portrayed in the TLJ scene where like, he literally has the one thing left that he had attachment to in this world in his crosshairs and he couldn't do it, you know? And, and this just goes to show, I mean, we see his ultimate, you know, the redemption towards the end of Tross and, and everything like that. But you're right. Like a scene like this, would have been God, beautiful dude. to play out. In the
0: I, I mean, it's just if you think about the dynamic between Chewie and Ben period and the fact that it was completely ignored throughout the trilogy. I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, just 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 read the excerpt. It's it, he was an uncle, if not another dad, almost or a best friend. Yeah. I mean, Chewie taught him everything. Chewie taught him how to have fun, how to shoot how to dick around, how to fix
1: shit, how to race. Yeah. Chewie probably gave him his first uh, alcoholic space beverage. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you know. Yet
0: in these three movies, like the, you wouldn't even know that they ever had a bond.
1: Yeah, the only interaction that you ever really see with with Chewie and Kylo is right when you know that he kills Han and then Chewie shoots him. But like in yeah. that moment, you knew Like, you you saw Chewbacca's reaction, and, like, you knew it was because his his best friend was just killed, but you also knew that part of that was because it was his son who did it, and you know... I mean, Chewie
0: could have took his fucking head off. Let's be real. I mean, Ben slash Kylo was stunned. Yeah. Just like Snoke called him out in at the beginning of TLJ. He's like, you fucking pussy. You did that, and it it, it broke you.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's... It's just. One well, I guess
0: Nick. I didn't write it here, but uh, I, I guess Kylo, as he's interrogating Chewie, blames him for why he got bested by a scavenger on Starkiller Base. He's like, you know, if it wasn't your fault, you, you fucking shot me. That's the only reason ray was able to to beat me i was off you know i mean feeling hurt and shit he's probably not (laughs) wrong i mean
1: he did get shot yeah there
0: was that and the fact that he just killed his dad yeah yeah, there's a lot of said the the guy is a a fucking emotional mess period i mean that's why i'm glad we read the the rise of kylo ren now you see it even his turn was not definitive i mean it was it was he is he's like okay i guess i'll just do it yeah
1: he literally said there's no other path for me when he was okay
0: yeah it's like you want me to do this they want me to be this so i guess i'll just do it yeah it was like oh golly gee ben okay it
1: was yeah uh
0: but yeah this shit just uh, once again is like man why like was there a need was there really a need for a two to hour and set? 20 minute cut right like were we were we looking for some sort of record i mean what was it was there data behind this move did bob say yo if we have it at this exact runtime we will make x million more dollars than if it's this runtime because i don't get it like why especially something like this okay the oracle all it really says like, oh, hey, yeah, you beat all the, the Mustafarian motherfuckers that were protecting it. Now you can open it. You earned it. All right. Okay. It doesn't really add much to the story. Still would have been great to see. But this? Are you kidding me? Yeah. This. Chu is- fucking Baka having a moment with Han Solo's son like this. And it's cut completely. Like, you don't even see them interact.
1: Yeah. Like, literally, it is Chewie gets captured. Chewie gets rescued. That's basically you don't even get to see him in confinement outside of when they get there. Yeah, to when they walk him. in, he he looks all like he's
0: you know been he had the shit kicked out of him. But yeah, you never know why. Well, here you go. Now you know why. It's because Ben Solo, his human nephew, his human uh, uh, quasi son, just
1: rifled through his
0: memories.
1: Yeah, I mean. It just goes to show that, like, I can't, I, I can never blame J.J. Abrams for what Tross ended up being, because I feel like shit like this that he had in his head, that he had in his drafts, because they write these novels based off of earlier drafts of the script. That's why you see a lot of things that aren't in the movie, even in books like, you know, the, the novelization of TFA. They're based off of earlier versions of the script. So, like, I I can never blame J.J. Abrams for the fact that Tross didn't turn out the way that it should have. Because he had ideas like this. Like, he had ideas like the Oracle. He had ideas like this one. He had ideas that would have made this story so much more fleshed out and so much more satisfying. But they were just, they hit the cutting room floor because of things outside of his. I don't even know control.
0: if this one got shot. I mean, I, I know probably there's some not. concept art I've seen for it, but... Yeah, I mean, it probably did. I mean, according to J.J.'s best buddy, Greg, there is no J.J. cut. I doubt... So this, th- is, what, this is what J.J. wanted us to see.
1: I don't think that's true. And I, I think that's because, one, J.J. Abrams himself can never say that he has a cut of this movie that exists. Because he would... Disney would essentially blackball him from Hollywood. Like, <laughs> like you know they have the power to do that you don't think that if jj abrams comes out and says yeah i have a three hour and 24 minute cut that i want to release but disney will never let me do it that he'll work again probably not and you know greg grumberg can't say that yeah oh yeah you know he's got it i've seen it it's gonna happen like it's just you know that's the politics of hollywood unfortunately
0: are you a conspiracy
1: theorist, I, Nick? I Now I may be. For this, I think so. <laughs> but yeah. So are you
0: saying Greg Grunberg released COVID-19?
1: I think so. I think I have an image of that, like him standing.
0: Just to distract us all from the J.J. Cup? Yeah,
1: yeah. I see. I have a picture of, of Greg Grunberg in a plane that has COVID-19 written on it. So That fat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Oh,
0: man. I read somewhere apparently Snap Wexley is. He's like the. He's like the stepson or nephew of Wedge or some shit.
1: Really? Interesting. The nephew of Wedge. Okay. I mean, I could buy it. I figured that he was always related to Porkins because they're both fat. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he was avenging his fucking uncle's death at the hands of the Empire and won't let another evil in another evil regime reign across the galaxy, but you know, it may, I, I could buy that he was related to, it, I, um, I could be making that shit up <laughs>
0: sometimes. Like, I don't know if I'm actually recalling shit from real life or when I'm kind of like half passed out at night, falling asleep, yeah. dreaming that type of shit. Yeah.
1: Making your own star Wars stories in your head. But um, yeah, I mean, that's people need to go pick up the Tross novelization and read it because, I i mean, I guess I should do that too. <laughs> but you know how it is to read books, everybody. It's hard. It's only words. There's no pictures. Oh, dude.
0: Did you see that Marvel is suspending all comic books now,
1: even digital? What? Why? I, yeah, I, I, exactly. That's what I said. Why suspend digital? Like, I understand physical, but like... You just tell your physical buyers, like, okay, hey, guys, we're going to be suspending physical edition purchases for the time being, but you can get digitals. And then here's the deal. You could even say, if you buy the digital, we'll give you the physical for whatever, 75% off when we release them in stores. Like, I think they're doing
0: it for the traditional people and the comic shops to, like, not completely drive them out of business yeah
1: i get it but man dude that's because you know
0: i mean clearly if you love comics you would go digital if you had access to it and couldn't walk to a comic shop so i think that's what they're doing yeah because i'm like you i'm like fuck those motherfuckers but then when i think about i'm like okay well at this point in time if we don't want the economy to completely collapse we should try to save some cash and whatever funds we have for local restaurants oh, yeah. pubs yeah. shops anything you can so i mean that's why they're doing yeah
1: it. you're 100 right and like look i i try to you know taylor and i are trying to order food a few times a week to support the local restaurants that are open doing delivery and stuff like that around the house like we one of our favorite breweries does their they put their you know can their beers to go now so we've picked up some from them twice already. Like we're making sure that we support the small businesses when we can. And so, I mean, like I get it. I get the move, but it does suck for like us, like for people who are reading digitally and stuff like that. But I can get behind it if it's for the good of local comic shop shops all over the country. So I guess yeah, that, that's
0: at least what I'm telling myself. So I don't sound like a complete asshole and just start <laughs> popping off here. Yeah.
1: Like. But that's the end of our stories for this week. The tross novelization, you could probably get it on digital, since you can't get it on, you know, bookshelves. You could order it on Amazon too, but I don't know how many people are comfortable with Amazon deliveries at this point in time um so let's get Did you in- see there was some cocksucker in california spitting on packages it's just like people like that dude they should literally be arrested like they should arrest you and they should fucking throw you in jail for like five years like
0: that's like the only good thing china had with this shit with its communism is its ability to essentially just do whatever it wanted yeah i mean i know that's thing- what i'm like listen guys like they're they, they essentially said okay the city you're dead you're shut down you're done we need forty thousand people from this city and this city. You're coming down. You're fucking helping. Yeah. All right, you motherfuckers. This is your hotel. Okay, we're taking it. This is going to be a quarantine zone. This is your school. We're taking it. This is going to be a recovery center. That that's how they did all that shit.
1: Yeah, and that that's
0: never going to happen here. No,
1: the most that we got is that they arrested some fucking crazy Trump loving pastor who was still holding certain like churches with like a 100- hundred. Plus people in them during the quarantine, like the lockdown period. Uh,
0: yeah, but that that's just you. They're yeah. still
1: doing it down in Tampa like it's no
0: big deal. Yeah, it's, it's fucking like crazy. no man. arrests, no nothing. So, I mean, people need to understand at this point, the longer we fuck off with this social distancing, the worse things are, the longer it's going to take to get things back to some sort of normal state. Yeah. We're not going to be fully normal for probably a year yeah, but I'm talking like being able to go outside, interact, go to a restaurant, maybe with limited patrons, like the, the 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 longer we all just pretend that this isn't real and we're still going out and spreading it, the longer we're fucked. So just chill, like chill for the six to eight fucking weeks.
1: Yeah, sit down, watch some Disney Plus, watch Star Wars, read a book, read a comic, play a video game. There's a lot of Star Wars content out there for you people, if you have, there's no way God, yeah,
0: do, do the chronological rewatch of Clone Wars, for Christ's yeah. sake. I mean, just just looking that up back and forth and, and keeping yourself on track is enough to eat up some time.
1: Yeah, I mean, fuck, go read legacy books. Go read the Legends novels. Those are still available. Like, go read some of the new... Go e- read about Snap Wexley
0: and figure out if he is related to, to Wedge. Yes. I, I can't. We need confirmation. I've been, to, I've been I've been trying to do it while we're fucking vamping here, but... Do Can't some, find it.
1: somebody do, you know, become our researcher and, and tell us all the facts that we need to know on some of this bullshit that we come up with. But yes, yeah, speaking of the quarantine, that's how I opened up our top five Instagram Star Wars artists of the week this week. Asking, are you crazy yet? Are you crazy from your quarantine yet? Because I know my girlfriend Taylor is starting to get a little stir crazy She's been, you know, she's doing like two mile runs every morning now. That was not something she did before, but just to get out there, get some fresh air, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I've started doing CrossFit shit. Like I, I ordered kettlebells, and I'm I'm learning kettlebell
1: workouts, and oh, I've yeah. almost
0: broken my forearms. But
1: that was her thing. It, like she used, she did CrossFit for like two or three years.
0: It feels good to like actually move some sort of weight down on my basement outside just doing like push-ups sit-ups yeah. and riding on a bike the
1: problem for us right now is that in the apartment we're on the fucking third floor so like we can't we can't like jump up and down we can't like drop weights on the floor because, oh yeah yeah, like- yeah yeah yeah
0: i i would i would get fucking killed if if I lived in an apartment right now, what I'm doing—I mean, I've got a 50-pound kettlebell sometimes that I'm deadlifting and, and dropping after a a superset or a cycle. Yeah. Or I'm about ready to die. So yeah, no. Yeah. You would be shot.
1: So well, again, one thing that would be remedied if I was actually living in my house now, but <laughs> that's for another time, people. Now is the time for you. For the oh, Instagram yeah. Oh, yeah. Community. The top five. The top five.
0: It's why everyone's here and you guys probably have ignored the, the previous, what, hour and 45 minutes, but I don't blame you. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a narcissist, too. I like when people talk about me as well. It makes us feel good. And these days, we do need to feel good. And, and I've been getting some feedback, you know. So f- before we go into the top five segment... I got uh we got to do our little new mention opening part of the top five here. So uh, to start out here, I believe this is our buddy. Yeah, this is our buddy Reed from Facebook. Yeah. He is now on Instagram. But loving the newest episode, guys. Guess I have to get more familiar with IG after Matt's mini rant about Facebook, in which he mm. was 100% correct. Yes, I am correct. I am right about most things in life. So please keep listening to me. We're all going to die. All right. Up next in the mentions, this one comes from our buddy Star Wars Toys 73. I believe down there in uh, the land down under Australia, right? Crocodile <laughs> Dundee zone. Oh, man. That's not a knife. Okay, so just listened to the last podcast. You honor me, sir. You gave me much-needed good feels. I own a cafe, and the government has all but shut us down due to COVID-19, so I'm struggling to keep my business open. On Monday, I had to call 15 of my staff to let them know they no longer have jobs, so thank you for being my kind of cunts, (laughs) and you help people more than you know by being the awesome jerk-off you are. Also, fuck Nick for never choosing my shitty basic bitch pics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I we love know this dude. who the community likes now. They like you. I am the enemy. I- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Nick
0: <laughs> for never choosing my shitty basic bitch pics. That is a <laughs> statement right there.
1: Well, at least he knows there's room to improve. You know, but there there was
0: plenty of, of uh, you know, rolling out loud laughing emojis and then the kissy emojis. There we go. So I think it was all in good fun. But yeah, fuck you. Nick.
1: There we
0: go. All right. So if anyone else has more hate for Nick, you know how to get get a hold of me. You'll probably get a mention on the show. Uh, up next, I, I always like when we motivate people, right? We uh, we motivated, I think, South P last week to do a dead body shot. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that. Now we got Kingdom of Weird here. And I think you may have picked this.
1: I think I may have as well.
0: You may have picked this. But I I it made the mention segment. I put it in here because, all right, so Kingdom of Weird, he does a lot of three and three-quarter inch stuff, like great stuff, great setups, great sets. Um, but, anyways, he did like a little story. And if you keep reading the caption, he essentially explains that he did this shot for, guess what? The Star Wars time show. That's right. So, after hearing the podcast heroes discussing why Palpatine's clone was old and not one in earlier years, he was, uh, he, was he, he wanted to kind of flesh this out in toy photography form. So, I thought that was pretty excellent. And I believe we'll be talking more about the shot itself. So I'll just go ahead and leave it there. Yes, we will be. (laughs) Uh, But I I like that. I I think this is a few times now we've gotten uh, fans of the show that have either been on the top five or just listened because they're Star Wars fans in general that have now said, hey, because of something you idiots have said on the show, I've tried to do it in my hobby, which I think is pretty fucking radical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You assholes let us down in March. It's looking like we're going to have a down month even from February with the extra days. So uh, all you motherfuckers can go fuck yourself. <laughs> all right. Uh, but we'll, we'll give you a break. It, it has not been the best month for life for humans in general. Uh, it's probably one of the worst months in all of humanity, at least uh, the, these current generations that are still alive. Uh, so we get it, but uh, the shit better go back up in, in April. Pick it Lockdown, up. I mean, y- y- you got nothing else to do but listen to us, so drive up the numbers. There
1: we go. There we go.
0: A uh, couple more here, Nick, before we move on. Chess picks. Oh, uh, this yes. one was to me personally, uh, but he just reached out and wanted to thank me because, you know, I kind of made him my top one, as Nick called it, <laughs> and now Greg's running with. He thinks the top one is where it's, where it's at, but trust me, it's <laughs> – Top five is where the magic happens. But um, got your note, Chris. Appreciate it. You bet, buddy. Love your stuff. It even motivated me to get out and do some natural light setups this past week. But I've got a story coming up on that because I managed to ruin everything, (laughs) including this hobby, when I'm even trying to take a less stressful approach to it. You know, I'll just get right into that story, Nick. So I think I sent you the image through our Slack, but last Wednesday, and if I didn't, my bad, but last Wednesday, no, I put it on, I put it on our IG and my personal IG. Yeah. So like I said, you know, last week, top five, I picked Ches Picks. He does some fantastic natural light photography, a lot of the three and three quarter inch stuff, job is sail barge, wonderful. And I was kind of lamenting the fact that I've gotten away from just, you know what, grab some figures, get your camera, you know, uh, maybe a tripod for some stability, but that's it. No bullshit. You don't need all these fucking loom cubes, this, that, and the other thing. So last week it was a bit nice up here in Ohio, so uh, I got the kid outside to, to kind of temper herster craziness. And, uh, you know, I'm doing some some toy shots, having a good time, just loving life, setting them right up down on the ground again like I did when I started with Funko Pops. I was like, man, this is almost fun again. I almost enjoy this. And then I pull out my S.H. Arts Crate fucking Luke Skywalker figure, all right? And everything just just melted from there, my friend. <laughs> I get one shot with him in Old Han. I'm trying to do like a creative shot, like you know, you're right, kid. No one's ever really gone. Yeah, I get the shot. I'm like, you know what? I got crate Luke out. I got some decent natural light still going with my atmosphere aerosol. Be a nice little hazy shot. I'm gonna go ahead and pop his hands off and put on his lightsaber hands because that's what you got to do, Nick. You got to take the fucking hands off sometimes so they can hold their lightsaber, especially on these eighty-dollar figure arts figures. Yes. Okay, so I get the one hand off, pop the the saber hand on, no problem. Other hand off, no problem. Okay, here's where things really start to go south. So I'm trying to put on his other hand, his non-glove hand. Yeah. And the shit will not go on the fucking peg. The peg either keeps bending itself in because it, too, moves around so the wrist can move when you have the hand attached. but you need enough force to kind of pop a peg into a little hand hole to get the fucking hand to stick on the peg, right? Yep. So I'm sitting there at first. I'm like, you know, taking deep breaths. This has happened before. I mean, any figure collector out there that deals with accessories, interchangeable hands, you know that sometimes it can be a fucking clusterfuck, foo bar, like just the worst situation because these damn things don't want to fit on the pegs. All right. Now we're talking 10 minutes. (laughs) Now I'm starting to get frustrated because the light's starting to go down. That's everything when you're doing natural light. Like you have certain hours where you get that money sun at the end of the day at the beginning. And it's slowly going down. Like it doesn't matter. I can get it. I'll get this fucking hand. We'll get the shot. Okay. 15 minutes. 20 minutes. Now I'm starting like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. You fucking shit. Like fuck. Cocksucker. I rip his fucking arm out so I can get better leverage. I'm like, all right, (laughs) this will work. So now I got this little fucking dude's arm, and I'm sitting there trying to jam the hand in. And it's still not going in, dude. The, the <laughs> peg's folding over. I'm jamming my thumbs into my other hand, and I am just getting furious. So now I'm like, fuck it. I, maybe I do need the body. I popped the arm back on the body. So now I'm holding the body, but I'm getting tense. I'm starting to grab the body a little bit harder. Oh, so now what yeah. starts to happen. Now his fucking legs start to fall off. <laughs> His fucking torso starts to come apart. Before you know it, I'm holding the SH Figure Arts Crate Luke in my hand in pieces. <laughs> legs, feet, arms, hands, the head. So I'm, start, I'm like, motherfucker, the sun's going down. I'm like, I'm not going to get the shot. So now the panic's really starting to set in. I rebuild him one more time. And I'm like, this is it. I'm going to get the hand this time. So again, as I'm jamming, slowly trying to apply the pressure to get the hand go on, the motherfucker crumbles to pieces again, oh. and that was it. That's when I grabbed the torso that still had one arm, a head, and the two legs. I took it, wound the motherfucker up, and threw it as hard as I could pitch it at a concrete wall. <laughs> So we're talking an $80 figure. (laughs) I just fucking fastballed into a wall from maybe 15 feet away. So it was zooming when it hit that wall. As soon as it hit, I see pieces just go, fling, 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 like everywhere. And I'm still at that point like all fucking huffed up. Tommy Tough Guy like, yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you. Eat shit, you little bitch. Like talking shit (laughs) to a fucking action figure. In my backyard, no one else is there. I'm just carrying on like this, like a fucking little, you know, again, like the five-year-old. This is when he comes out during the hobby. Swearing it up and down. I'm like, that's what you get, motherfucker. Fuck you. When in the back of my head, reasons starting to kick in going like, dude, you're talking shit to a figure that you spent $80 of your own money to fucking buy. And now you probably just fucking broke it to where it's a piece of garbage. Yeah, where it's useless. But but I still don't want to admit it because I'm used to playing that game because of how many fucking Xbox 360 controllers I smashed in my life. I'm talking $400 worth. (laughs) So I know what that feels like to where you do it and you do break it and you feel good for a second. Like right when you break it, you're like, yeah, finally, fuck you. But then immediately after that, that's when the regret sinks in, and you feel like a big fucking asshole loser, because you're like, dude, you're an adult, and you're smashing shit that costs big money. Yeah, yep. So that was me out on my deck. So I then proceed to spend the next 45 minutes, at this point, giving up on the photo shoot, clearly, looking for his pieces, because <laughs> I'm like, fuck. I can't. Th- this is literally a trash figure. I couldn't even sell it. Like his head popped off. <laughs> There's no fucking head left. There's just a body. So all I could find before I turned in at night was was his body. Oh. His fucking yeah. arms, <laughs> legs, and torso. No head. So I'm like, that's it. You you literally just blew this eighty dollar figure. So I, I cool down, take a shower. Couldn't let it go. I walk out at night, turn my my flashlight. On, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll just I'll do one more scan." I find his headpiece, dude, <laughs> laying like down in the yard, feet and feet and feet away from where he exploded. <laughs> it was a miracle. But here's the kicker: I turn it around, the fucking face part's gone. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> so I, I
0: have a crate, Luke, with. A missing face piece. Oh, man. Assembled, but I will never touch it again because of how fucking fragile it is and what it did to me that night. It, it really ruined my night, my experience, oh. being out there, getting back the basics. So there you go, toy photographers. <laughs> I know sometimes you like those those stories of pain that we go through fucking putting little hands on 112 scale figures could be one of the worst exercises
1: we have to do for this hobby wow
0: enough said
1: well Um, chess picks i hope that that makes you feel a little that's your fucking fault
0: (laughs) Uh, trying to get out there be like you be like non like oh yeah look natural light shots and shit and this little fucker I couldn't get his hand on, and it was just over. So I essentially destroyed a, an $80 figure. I mean, I do have the one face, but he's not fully complete. I'll never shoot him again. I hate him. I don't really even want to put him in my case, but I can't quite throw him out either. So I don't know what to do. So before we fully move into the top five, I just want to get out a notice there because I think I'm going to float this out on IG at least and probably Facebook. But Nick and I, uh, we want to do another round of Ask Us Anything. So look for the graphic on IG and or Facebook and just know when you see it to leave uh, questions and comments or DM us or on IG. There'll probably be a story poll to solicit questions as well. So the Ask Us Anything, again, is Ask Us Anything. We'd prefer it to be Star Star Wars Wars related, related, but... Yeah, at this point, why not? Let's have some fun. So once we build up enough questions, we'll do a full-on segment or a special episode for that. We also want to float the idea, so I made a graphic, I'm going to put it out there, but Sir Dork suggested fans submitting a shot You know, every other week or maybe once a month for me, the Haywood Pop, To kind of break down like I'm about to do during this top five because this is one of those top fives where my friend Nick is going to surprise me with one of my old shots and I'll probably be a little critical of myself but same idea you'd submit a shot I'd break it down I probably wouldn't be as mean as I'm about to be to myself. But I would give you my honest opinion about what I'm looking at. So just look out for those graphics. Get involved. The the more interaction we have, obviously, the better these segments will be. So I just wanted to get that out there before I turn it over to my man, the host, the maestro of the Top 5 Fan Artists Features of the Week.
1: Oh, yes. Here we are. We're back here for the Top 5 trying to get through the week Trying to get through the quarantine. And you know what? We have some really, really good shots here from some fantastic artists. So let's kick it off. Let's start it off with the goat, one of the goats, goat one, goat two, goat A, goat B. Yeah, they're getting all upset because they,
0: they think Papa P is the new goat. I'm like, really? don't worry. You guys are the goat. You'll always be the goats. There's only two goats at this point. Yeah, I know. Look, the, we, limited edition. We have Star the Star Wars Rushmore. time.
1: We, we talked about the, the Star Wars time, Mount Rushmore. Papa's on that, but we have at Sir Dork 730, our good buddy Jared Middleton, the OG goat, goat one, goat two, AB, whatever you want to call yourself. But he's got a really crispy stormtrooper shot here. And I'm not talking about crispy in the way that we usually say it, I'm oh, talking yeah. about actual literal, charred, crisp stormtrooper. And this is like when I think of Sir Dork. When I think of Jared, like, this is the exact thing that I think of. Like, a roasted stormtrooper in the middle of a fiery blaze with, like, half of his face yeah, missing. Th- this, this,
0: to me, this shot, this is what Jared looks like after one of his toy photography shoots goes bad. Yeah, he just burns off like half thi- of his body. Thi- this would be <laughs> the demise of, of Sir Dork right here. Yeah,
1: this would... It- you know,
0: and he'll turn into a zombie stormtrooper. But I mean, to me, first and foremost, th- this figure is fucking titties. Yeah, uh, this is a custom made by it looks like a a Soul Tease Art Creations. I guess uh, Jared met him at a comic con that, that I know uh, Jared and Chaos Cutie set up for and, and sold some shots and shit. But uh, love the figure, love Jared's pose. Uh, is very zombie-like, which I think this is a a zombie trooper. Yeah, Yeah, and then obviously he's got his patented flames out there, probably had his blowtorch, uh, some gasoline, other fossil fuels. You never know what type of uh, flammable liquid this dude is rolling (laughs) with, but uh, yeah, I mean, definitely if you say, sir Dork, this is a type of shot that comes to mind. Yeah,
1: what I really like here is the like the way that he has the figure, like positioned. You know, he's got the leg cocked in, he's got the shoulder back, the arm coming up, and the head. Oh yeah, no, like, that's
0: what I mean. The, the pose yeah, is the a, a spot on zombie trooper pose. Yeah. I mean that is what a Walker trooper would look like, like all like ah
1: yeah yeah, you know
0: can't can't really walk too straight, walking all ratchety. Dude, it's. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that that's what stood out to me initially, why I, I featured it using the hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Again, my friends, if you want to be immortal and made infamous on the Star Wars Time Show Broadcasting Network, you got to tag us in your Star Wars art on Instagram. So At Star Wars Time Show, tag us that way, and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show. Like our buddy at SirDork730.
1: It's beautiful. It's a beautiful shot. So, yes, at SirDork730, wonderful stuff. One of the goats, and will always be one of the goats. Thank you, Jared, for the excellent picture. Next up, we have a really awesome... Uh, poster recreation by @tones1138. He's an avid follower. He's an avid commenter. Tags me on shots personally on IG. I think tags Matt too. The guy's a a true Star Wars. Oh yeah, person. and I
0: I want to give a, a shout out because he is someone that is still deemed an essential worker at this time. He's oh, over wow. in the UK, and I guess he works at a factory that is now making. They're either making uh, respirators or parts for ventilators that our country needs because we were not prepared. Yeah. So so thank you. uh, Shout out there. Yes. Yes, Big thank you. Appreciate it.
1: So what we see here is a poster recreation from episode four from A New Hope. And it's all done with figures. So just picture the, you know, the episode four poster art and then replace all of the all of the little you know the people that you see on it so it's Bader Paul Bader.
0: Mann like if, if you're if you're into like movie poster art geek art the, the name Paul Mann may stand out but this is um tones did a recreation of Paul Mann's Star Wars poster yeah uh, so that that's what this is but yeah i mean this is what tones specializes in it's either recreating scenes with figures and putting them, and kind of like tops cards, or these posters with figures, and they're always a treat. I mean, uh, they really are well done, and just how you composite all these different elements into the shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, really cool. I mean, it looks like, you know, if it wasn't, you know, it looks like the actual poster it doesn't look like he just went in and dropped some toys on it. Like he, you know, the work that he put into like you said, composite this in and make it all look, you know, solid and realistic and believable as a poster is fantastic jobs. Look, I mean, he's so good at this Photoshop
0: shit. Look down there. Like even his logo looks like the Tops logo. Yeah, it does.
1: T-O-N-E-S. Like the Toes 1138. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. That's awesome. So, yeah. But, yeah, th-
0: this, is, this is fantastic stuff. Like I'm always amazed by compositing work because, again, I'm assuming every one of these figures were shot on their own, probably against a very basic background green screen white black cut out and then mash together to make the poster
1: yeah yeah makes
0: sense and these are these are figure arts at least the uh skywalkers han chewy kenobi vader looks like it too i'm not sure about the ships not sure if those are toys or if those are just like, like a random thing. yeah clip art
1: yeah <laughs> Awesome job at tones t o n e s yes one one three eight
0: everyone knows what that is if you don't you don't know yourself George Lucas and you don't understand Star Wars fan culture
1: thx yes all right um, next up is a not a toy photography piece it's a piece from one of our favorite artists here at super scoundrel oh hell yeah dude and I, I've yeah go ahead Rift. this guy sorry Nick I get excited <laughs>
0: when I see super scoundrel stuff Uh, because I I feel like he's someone we found either right when he was about to take off or, you you know, we found shared and just helped him go nuts within Star Wars fan art uh, social media stuff Uh, because his account is just going crazy in terms of followers, and he keeps churning out, you know, sometimes daily, but if not at least two or three pieces a week. Uh, of stuff like this. And this is a with a shadow trooper. No, a dark trooper.
1: Dark trooper from... It's like uh, a skin within Battlefront 2. Yeah. Right.
0: It's done within his animation or his style, which I'm calling it an animation style. That's what it looks like. I don't know if it's Vector or what. But I just... Anything Super Scoundrel puts out these days, it's like, uh, okay, that's going in the folder. That's awesome. I I, I really want a... High quality, super glossy, super shiny art book that's you know about a foot and a half high of this guy's work yeah. that I've seen on Instagram. So I could just flip pages front and back and see shots like this Dark Trooper.
1: You hear that, Devin? You need to get on that. Make yourself yeah a, staple the shit together yeah. and Co-
0: fucking COVID seal it and mail it out. Yeah,
1: coffee table book or whatever people call that shit now. But yeah, I mean. All of Devin's work is just top notch. I mean, right after he put out this one, he put out a a Mud Trooper. Um, he's got a picture of Eminem there. I mean, that's really like it, it's
0: it's it's his style. It's so cool because it's not full on animated cartoon, but it's also not full on live action. It is kind of like that Cell shade version, but even slicker, maybe a little more cyberpunk, a little more shine and color yeah
1: like this this to me like i you could see this figure or this this you know trooper in like the kennedy tartakovsky you know clone wars i feel like that that would fit really well into that like art and animation style um so yeah i mean at super underscore scoundrel on instagram i mean we've you know Devin has been a staple of the top five for as long as we've known about his account and I don't foresee that falling off unless he just like loses his hands and can't make art anymore uh which but yeah please don't happen stay inside
0: stay safe don't touch shit. so you have to cut off your hands yeah
1: please don't do that so um excellent work and On we go to the next one. like
0: Literally one of my favorite accounts on IG for for Star Wars fan art. I just fucking love it. Speaking of, I know Greg keeps calling it out. Do you see where we're at, though? 4,500?
1: 4,500, yeah. I mean, the, the growth, it seems, has slowed down a little bit. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, IG's choking shit hard. Like, I mean,
0: it's killed Haywood Pop again, but it's even starting to come over to Star Wars time.
1: Yeah, so 5,000. Once we hit 5K, if, if all manufacturing in the world's not, you know, ended at that point, we, we will do the hats. The hats will come, but that's still 500 followers. Again, play. we can't
0: do everything, people. You know, we, we, we put on the show. You got to fucking go out and talk about it and tell people and trick people that it's actually worth listening to. And then once they do, subscribing to, commenting, interacting, leaving ratings, reviews, all that fun stuff, right? You got to do something. Come on. Get off your lazy asses. Just don't go outside. Remember, you don't have to spread the disease. You have to spread the show.
1: Exactly. And that can all be done from the comfort of your own home, on your phone, on your computer, on whatever device you use. So next up here in the top five, we have a brand new uh, entry brand new artist hitting the top five. I, I like this one too. At Lennon underscore or at Lennon period toys. Yeah, John Lennon. Yeah, John, John Lennon. Lennon. He's not dead anymore. He's now doing Star Wars toy photography. And what this shot is, is is it's just a simple shot of a stormtrooper taking a back to get some water. I mean. What's really cool about it, though, is that the reflection that that Lennon was able to catch in the water is—I don't know if it's Photoshop or if that was actually like the reflection. No, I, I, I bet it.
0: that's a, a a true mirror reflection. You know, you got this nice smooth water, so you, you get that true reflection. It's giving us a a mirrored image of the trooper with his do back. I, I think the do back, like the water coming that's out, that's probably, probably Photoshop. Yeah. Because you're not really getting any ripples in the actual water p- uh, puddle, yeah. But like you, the the thing that that caught my eye and why it got featured outside of it having hashtag Star Wars time show is that damn reflection, yeah. and it's just being again a nice simple outdoor shot. The, the you know no wires are needed, no extra light. I, I assume there's no extra light needed for this. It's just framed well and that reflection clearly is the is the star of the shot and the thing that makes you go, wow, you know that those toys look fucking great. Yeah. they look more than just toys. yeah it looks, this is something I find pleasing.
1: yeah, it looks really fucking cool. I mean, I don't think we often see the Dewback figure either like so seeing that in use here was really cool. Um, just the way that he's got it packed up. I mean, like it looks like this stormtrooper is literally like on a, you know, a, a desert, you know, Trek with his do back. He's packed up with his, you know, stuff and the do backs packed up as well. I mean, it's just yeah. an overall really cool concept a really cool execution on the shot. And you're right. I mean that what really makes it is that reflection. Like the fact that he was able to identify that and capture that in the, in the picture itself was awesome. So at Lennon dot toys on Instagram, well done sir. All right, so next up is the is the image that uh, or the, the toy uh, pick that, that Matt was talking about from, from Kingdom of Weird on the mention section of things. So now we get to actually talk about it a little bit more, break it down a little bit. So what we have here is is basically uh, Kingdom of Weird used a bunch of different, you know palpatine figures, a bunch of different, imperial figures and all of these to put together this this shot based off of you know the idea that we had that there you know was there a young palpatine so what we see is old emperor palpatine and then we see young palpatine and then younger palpatine and then we see a, an old kind of episode 3 palpatine in a in a back to tank and then you see Lama Sue up in the front Lama Sue is the camino in Uh, cloning administrator so she's overseeing all of this work being done by palpatine to create the proper version of himself to be seen in the rise of skywalker
0: yeah i i just i mean obviously i love that we motivated kingdom of weird to even do this but just look at look at the the scene set here i mean it's it he's essentially setting up like all the tests that were being done and the fact that you know, an old beat-down clone body was required to harness just the raw power of Palpatine, and they were actively testing this shit out. You got, like, younger versions working over the uh, Snoke clones and shit. So it just it, it told a great story, I mean, outside of being a, a fun shot. And again, dude, these are the tiny figures. Yeah. These are the three and three-quarter inch. So, I mean, they, they hardly have any articulation. And to make them look like they're doing something more than just holding their hands at their sides is impressive. Uh, so I just, I, I love the attention to detail that Kingdom Weird put into this this setup here. And it's it's a fun concept. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm glad it came out of our dumb asses. <laughs> like somehow the, the stupid shit we talk about motivated someone to uh, realize it in real life. And in, in, in this case, do it in toy photography form, yeah. So I thought that was pretty rad.
1: It's awesome. And then I like his, uh, his uh, original caption too. It says experiments on Exegol too. Only an elder, this is in quotes, only an elder clone can hold the spirit of a Sith Lord. It is for this reason that your clones must be of an advanced age to sustain that power. And it says uh, Lama Su to Emperor Palpatine as he remotely tests out the most promising clone on a disposable Snoke copy. So he's so right. basically what you see is like an older Snoke clone kind of like lording over this fallen, or this older Palpatine clone, lording over an older Snoke, you know, body, obviously testing out his force powers on it. So uh, really fucking cool story, like you mentioned, and execution on his side too is really, really fun. Yeah. Um, all right, so that brings us to the Haywood pop shot breakdown for this week. Uh-oh.
0: I can see the top of it right so now, you've, you've, and I think I have an idea. So you
1: know what it is. So um, Oh, there it is. Yeah. So this this shot that we see from Matt. Actually, you know what, Matt, this is your shot. You break it down. What are we seeing? How did you do it? And where where did you take this excellent angle? I swear we we've,
0: we've talked about this. I feel this like one we before. did too,
1: but I don't remember if it was like if it came up in organic conversation or if I actually picked this one before. So it's just like, fuck, I'll just pick it again.
0: Yeah, who cares? Either way, I'm sure no one was listening, or if they're listening now, they'll stop listening, so that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> because we're talking about me and not them. So, yeah. Um, this is kind of my platoon shot, right? Yes. Where you have a, it's like a, a scarf trooper is kneeling down, He's basically given up. You can tell he's under attack. There's like sand particles all flying up. He's got his two hands up. And then behind him are other scare shore troopers just kind of ragdolling in midair. I Almost positive we've done this one before, but we'll roll with it.
1: Yeah, I'm, looking, I'm trying to look through the, the previous top fives now and see if I did have it in there. So we, but, but there, there's still some interesting things here because again, this is
0: a shot that I I shared. 2018. When when did you say? Yes. Okay. December 2018. Yeah. This was definitely taken summer of 2017.
1: Wow. So it was over a year. It took to,
0: oh yeah. Long, long time. But this is also one that I'm sitting here going like, you know, this is why I enjoy I used to really enjoy this hobby because this is a shot where, yes, I was down in Hilton Head, South Carolina, at my timeshare in the parking lot, like in the side there. They had some sand and just fucking threw these figures down the, the the particle effect, my friend. That's all practical. And that is me using my foot to forcibly kick down into the sand to spray the shit up
1: okay so that's what i was gonna ask if you did some sort of like explosion or if you actually just kicked it no that's like me you know like kind of like you're like almost stomping
0: on the stand but you 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 stop your foot in a way to kind of kick it up and get that spray effect going yeah yeah Uh, it's not the easiest thing to do because sometimes you get huge clumps luckily i had my Uh, remote shutter so i would just stop and hold the shutter down and hopefully i would get a shot eventually uh the two guys behind the main subject were on plastic figure stands that i just wiped out
1: i just think that like those two guys in particular are positioned so well to make it look like an actual explosion like the posing on those was really fucking strong
0: yeah i i'm typically i shit on myself but for where i was at in in my photography career I was only about, shit, a year and a half in at this point, and just recently had started shooting figures and Funko Pops. Yeah. I mean, when you're looking at this shot, I was still predominantly doing Funko Pops, but I was also just now dabbling in the figures. Uh, And I do look at them like, you know, I mean, honestly, all things considered for where my skills were at, the techniques I knew... This one turned out okay. Yeah. Turned out okay. I mean, there's still plenty wrong with it. I mean, you could argue that there's too much particle going on. But for the pose and the assholes in the background, you know, for me, I would have liked to have a little more spray over where the body on the right is at.
1: But that just means Uh, your explosion's coming from the left side. It's all good. Right.
0: Right. So. But
1: no, I mean, okay. So I checked, and we didn't. We haven't used this in a shot breakdown yet. So, because we only. I, I don't know. I feel
0: like we've we, talked about we, this before, or or like I shared it again for some I reason. Think we've I don't talked know. Who talked
1: cares? about it. I, we may have talked about it. Like, yeah, I don't know. But we have we've talked about it before because I remember it specifically. But I it wasn't done on this like little featurette thing. So. Yeah, so this is like really some
0: of my first ever practical effect work with toys because he, I didn't do shit with my pops. I just set them there and take a picture. Uh, it wasn't until figures that I started trying to do stuff with, you know, the toilet drain cleaners, air, air air cans, duster spray. And then, you know, this technique literally just, fuck, I don't have anything. I'm at the beach. Oh, there's sand. I'll just kick it or, you know, throw it with my hands, so. Yeah,
1: yeah, so. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to get
0: too down on myself today. It looks Uh, good. It's like, like, hey, why not? I mean, it it did turn out okay. Uh, Instagram hated it, clearly, but that's that's natural. These days, I'm back to being capped to 400 or less likes. Uh, But. Whatever. I hardly have any shots to share now, anyways. I got to get my ass editing uh, all the stuff I did outdoors last week, thanks to getting that motivation from Ches picks. So I, I do probably have about 10 to 15 new shots to edit. Nice. And I think they turned out all right. I mean, like, like I said, outside of fucking Crate Luke being a cocksuck, <laughs> I really enjoyed it because it, it was just back to basics, man. I mean,. I didn't have to lug out all my dio props, all my lights, all my tripods. I just fucking laid them down, tried to get them in light where I thought it would really make the atmosphere aerosol pop. There we go. So we'll see what people think about those. Keep an eye out at Haywood Pop. But I think that kind of wraps the this uh, iteration of the top five, right, buddy? Oh yes,
1: we are done.
0: All right, well, you know what time it is then. It's time to uh, shamelessly self-promote the Star Wars Time Show because we need you. Like I said, numbers were a little bit down in March, clearly still way better than we were in 2019, but that's not how we roll. Nick and I, we we strive for greatness. We strive for continued growth and success, and we can only do that by more of you motherfuckers telling people about us dumb motherfuckers, all right? Can you do that? You know what to do. If you, if you meet someone, you, you meet them on IG, they're in the toy photography community, you be like, hey, you like assholes? Not as in, like, actual balloon knots. You know, don't get yourself smacked or arrested. Be like, do you like listening to assholes, specifically to assholes to talk about Star Wars? If so, why don't you check out StarWarsTime.net? Because on StarWarsTime.net... You can get links to their podcasts on any platform that podcasts are played on. We're talking iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Android, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, need I say more, right? See, everyone, you're writing this down. This is the pitch. I'm doing it for you. And once they're there, they can also get our other socials. They can learn how to follow us on IG, hashtag Star Wars Time Show, at Star Wars Time Show. Get on the top five. Become famous. Make millions of dollars. Get so many followers. You never know what's going to happen when you link up with the Star Wars Time Show. So StarWarsTime.net, that's all you need to know because there's always time for Star Wars Time. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you, always.